Alright, greetings and salutations ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Timeless Gamer, where the games and gamers grow out of date, but the gaming experiences will forever remain timeless. Your gaming podcast show brought to you by Pinoy Retro Gaming, and we are now live in Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And for all of our archive videos of previous episodes, you can still check them out by going to the YouTube channel of Timeless Gamer. So that's Timeless Gamer PRG. Or if you just want to listen to us talk without our beautiful faces, that is fine. You can also listen to us by going to Audible, Amazon Music, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Samsung Podcast, Podcast Index, Listen Notes, Pandora, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Deezer by searching in Timeless Gamer. I hear people keep asking me, hey, uh, are you just saying those things? No, no, no. We're all there. <laughs> Seriously, guys, they're all there. <laughs> and uh, previously, previously on Timeless Gamer, we uh, we were able to discuss a few independent video games uh, suggested to us by Sir Greg, which is here joining us for this episode of the 3DS. Sir Greg. Hey, it's great, great to see everybody here. <laughs> Live from New all Orleans. Right. Coming from New Orleans. All right. And how about Sir JDM right there? Yes, Juan uh, de Marcos of One Two Three Go from the Queen City of the South Cebu City, and I hope you enjoy tonight's episode. All right, all right, and the one who uh, who suggested the 3DS episode and the one leading the charge for this evening, Sir Viraj. All right, yeah, thanks, thanks for joining us. Uh, always an honor and a pleasure to be here on these uh, these timeless podcasts. Um, I do on the timeless podcast. on the timeless podcast <laughs> on the timeless live stream. Enjoying, enjoying this. We have a lot to get through today in terms of uh, Nintendo's handheld for their last dedicate. We have a, a lot of fun. Doing. So yeah, great that you can join us. Stick with us because I think this is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of you should be insightful. Oh boy! So prepare your wallets, guys, because Server <laughs> will be flashing in some some of his games. Oh, Willing okay. to sell. All right. Oh, speaking of which, uh, speaking of collectors, uh, joining us for the very first time. Uh, I consider her as one of the legendary Pokemon. She's very elusive to catch. <laughs> From JRPG Philippines, we got Miss Hino Tora and Lady Hino for short. Miss Hino. <laughs> Hi everyone. Good evening and thank you for tuning in. Um, I'd just like to thank um, JRPG for inviting me again. I think this is my second time in the Timeless um, Gamer Podcast. So it's really fun when I get to hang out with you guys. All right. So for those people who are not aware of uh, Miss Lady Hino's background, so we will give this opportunity for you guys to get to know her better. So Miss Hino, can you tell us about yourself? Okay. So about me, I've been gaming since I was seven years old during the PS1 era and I haven't stopped ever since. But when it comes to collecting, I think I only started around 20. 15 or 2016 that's when i really started to get into games and i think the first console where i collected games for are both the nds and the 3ds so this is a very timely episode for me all right uh so like we mentioned earlier guys uh, so she's the so excuse me so she's the admin for jrpg philippine so most likely uh, her genre the favorite genre of choice will be JRPGs. A fellow JRPG uh, enthusiast here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. All right. 
so we'll uh, so expect her to be here when we're going to talk more about RPG titles. Looking at you, Chrono Trigger. Speaking of Chrono Trigger, we got uh, Sir Siebert Silagan here. Uh, Sir Siebert uh, saying, "Woohoo, Chrono Trigger, best RPG. Will forever keep trolling <laughs> the anti <laughs> the anti Chrono Trigger party uh, here in Timeless Gamer." Miss <laughs> you, Sir Siebert. <laughs> uh, we also got uh, Sir Celstein Alejandro uh, joining us at the chat. Uh, Sir Jansen, of course, uh, is here. So he also joined us the last time he was here talking about the indie games from Mega Cat Studios. And Sir Joe Marie, uh, the is also here. Hi, dudes. Uh, Sir Azopanting here as well. Um, and uh, Micheline, uh, who can't be here, unfortunately. Uh, we're also expecting Sir Joel to join us. Uh, he's just preoccupied at the moment. So sooner, uh, sooner. He, uh, I mean, soon he'll uh, he'll just pop in here. So for, the, for today's episode, guys, 3DS. As you remembered, we did the Nintendo DS episode a while back. So ultimately, we'll be, we will be doing 3D, uh, the 3DS uh, the, the 3DS games, and we've we've been setting this uh, this particular episode during the back burner uh, in the back burner because um, because I, we're we're juggling between topics, and then Serviraj um, reminded us, oh, we should we should do some 3DS games because reasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we, I, I will give it now to uh, Serviraj. In, uh, to lead us on regarding the 3DS hardware, the variants, and of course the games. So, Sir Viraj, yeah. the floor. All right, yeah, all right, fantastic. All right, well, uh, let's begin with this. Um, so, as we all know, the Nintendo 3DS was Nintendo's last sort of dedicated handheld console before they created what they call the hybrid system. Nintendo's known after today, been very successful, and you can take it on the go. But the Nintendo 3DS was something that was well, supported for. for a, great number of before the um and it was very successful and it was successful because it was on the back of an even greater more successful that nintendo brought out which was as we mentioned earlier the nintendo ds is here um which this this sold, this sold 150 million units 154 million units worldwide variants of this. so again this is this was a big deep deal and it's it's library of games um just vast you know and there are just so many of them and you know, because the Nintendo DS was successful, this was actually successful on the back of it. I mean, we shared two together. They're very similar systems, aren't they? If you look at them, okay, they're both dual screen mechanisms. So this, you know, this was the 2D version, the 3D version. And it's what people think when it came out. Okay, so this is a 3D, but what made it so much more special? But we'll, we'll touch on that soon enough. Um, but going forward, I mean, let's just have a very quick, I say quick, the 2D, well, the DS library of, as to why it was, it just had so much going through my collection. We'll have a quick fire round with the games that I have for the Nintendo DS. And we, we'll, we'll talk about just, just why it was very briefly. But look, we got, we got strategy RPG, we got Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon, which needs no introduction, continues Fire Emblem being launched from launch. You have strategy games such as Advance Wars Dual Strike, you know, very, very popular game. Um, this was an interesting one. Star Fox Command. You know, this is a strategy, you know, action game. It's a very weird, it's pretty much based on the Star Fox 2 that was on the Nintendo way it plays. Very unique way it plays, very difficult game to play, Bob. So you got that. Um, you know, then you have, I think, um, as a, you got Sir Joe and you got uh, Miss Hino here, who are, who are big fans of JRPGs, you know, action RPGs. You have that with the Nintendo DS as well with. The sequel to the great Mario Luigi Superstar Saga, Partners in Time, you know? Very, very popular game. Um, you have... 
another one for the Final Fantasy lovers. Final Fantasy 3 was ported on this device, you know? Um, you have even, and who would have thought Sega would have gone ahead and made Sonic an RPG, but they worked with Bioware, and this is the only Sega Sonic themed RPG I know of. Very, very popular game. Um, what? Said, yeah, there, there's, a, there's a Sonic, Sonic, Sonic RPG. RPG. There's a Sonic I'm RPG. I'm gonna button. hold against that, even as Bioware. a fan of Sonic. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> you have, you have to look I at I want to check that out, actually. The... Now I'm curious. I recommend you watch the What this Happened is... video on mm. on this particular game and all the behind-the-scenes trouble that came to developing <laughs> and how this game came about, and not to mention the lawsuit that Sega received oh. uh, when Ken Penders oh. sued the company because they mm -hmm. somehow ripped ripped his stories off uh, as he claimed. Yeah, Although, so uh, so it's, 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 it, this game goes really cheap, by the way. Um, this is it. So the next game, next RPG, obviously this is the one we just mentioned earlier, Chrono Trigger. You know, I mean, this is the best way to play it. Those of us who have it, no, it's gone from being uh, being controversial, being happy. You guys see so great. But this is a very yeah. like, ten out of ten. I, ten out of I ten have... euro gamer. Zebra, yeah, I have Zebra, to confess, I wasn't able to play the game the whole way through. It was the first game, I, I would say, that got me invested in the story itself. I was watching my brother play the whole game through, basically, including the number of multiple endings that he shot for. So it, it, it's an excellent RPG. It's a it's a true classic for a reason. I would recommend it as well. Me and okay. Sir JDM are holding our breath until the trial. <laughs> um, <laughs> Golden Sun, Dark Dawn. I haven't even opened this game. That's how lazy I got towards the end. But that's that's an RPG that people love. They love Golden Sun. It was a sequel uh, that came out too I, many years too late. So I played the first one on the Game Boy Advance. Yes. I recommend that hardcore. I would go so yeah. far to say the Game Boy Advance is my favorite of the Nintendo yeah. handhelds. I would say. I'm, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on. Yeah, the the Golden Sun games are classics. I, I I recommend those too. Um, moving on from JRPGs, we have a whole series of what I call like puzzle. Actually, they're games in their own genre, specifically designed with touchscreens in mind. I mean, this is pretty much a perverts game. Don't judge me. Right? There weren't that many release games. Games on release is one of them. Feel the magic X Y X S. Uh, it's known as Project Robin. But, um, How much do you want me to feel it? Uh, feel the magic. Eh? Feel the magic. Oh, eh? I'm, I'm feeling it. it. Um, Mr. Uh, Driller, Mr. Driller, Drill Spirit. So somebody mentioned in my Game Boy Advance video, where's Mr. Driller? Well, I've got it for the DS. This is actually a very challenging. Um, we have WarioWare Touched, another sort of semi-release title. Very addictive micro puzzle game. Uh, Super Monkey Ball Touch and Roll. We all know what that's about. We have the sequel to the perverts game called The Rub Rabbit. So we've got a gang of perverts rubbing. So we have that. Um, we have, this is a very odd game. It's called Electroplankton. It's about making music, but it's a game that I gave as a shot by, but it's, um, this is a sequel to Mario versus Donkey Kong. The sequel came out on the DS. March of the Minis, very good game, a worthy sequel. We have Tetris DS. If Tetris on the yes. Game Boy wasn't enough, this is actually a very that, well. That's probably game. the most time I've spent on a DS game right there. Yeah. That is a yeah. di addictive puzzle game. Probably oh, the most goodness. addictive than the Tetris franchise, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, that is addictive, and I love the music game. I think music is a, a large factor. This one's an trauma center under the knife. Uh, this is much more challenging than the Wii version, but yeah, you play as a doctor and you have to. What was the other game where you also work on a hospital? Besides Trauma Center, there was another game for the DS. I forgot what it was. Oh, I don't, I don't know about any other game. I might have lost it. But there were loads of games on this. There was everything for everyone on this. I mean, it was actually the second most popular console of all time in the South. It was second after the PlayStation. It just had such a vast library. So, yeah, 
There probably is another game where you're in a hospital. This is the last sort of weird miscellaneous thing. It's called WarioWare DIY. I don't know why I even bought this. It's as good as the but you have to like make your make the games get there. Um, anyway, so there's that. And then they did this thing. And this is really interesting what Nintendo were doing. This is when the DS Lite was. Touch Generations, they had these things. Um, you see that little logo there, Touch Generations. This is a game for everyone. And that's what Nintendo were trying to promote with the whole Wii Sports thing. This, let's make an all-time classic. This one was a big seller, wasn't it? You know, to make you make your mind, you know, younger, you know, by practicing yeah, a we... bunch of games that you play with. But I'm like, you know, well, you, we have, some, one, we have so many training games on. <laughs> but hey, listen, it's something, right? Then you have like, um, this is a favorite, if you like Mega Man. Mega Man ZX, you know, you got that. And there was also ZX Advent, which I didn't like much, but I just had this one. And, you know, it's a good sort of run and gun size, but this one's a good one. This one's quite rare, actually. Contra 4. Okay, this is a great game. Okay, I can't stress yeah. it. It's only ever been released on the DS <laughs> and mobile. Give it a go. If you can find it, play it. It's also available on my mobile. Give it a go. So yeah, Contra DS. And this is actually where the DS was, was also very popular. You have, you know, novellas, you know, point and click adventures like Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. And the story in this is just outstanding. You know, it was so great. I couldn't wait for a UK release. I got the, the American sequel, okay? And I love the sequel so much. I got the Japanese prequel. I, I, you know, I didn't learn Japanese. It was actually an English localized translation in this, but I love the Phoenix Wright trilogy. Love the story. Objection. <laughs> Objection. Um, <laughs> you also have Hotel Dusk Room 215, another sort of point and click. And there were a lot of, lot of games like this, which are basically point and click adventure games. We got Lady Hino showing, yeah, she's got Hotel Dusk and she's got something else in her hand there. I can't really see it. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Let's have a look. It's the sequel last to window. Hotel Dusk. It's the last window. It's the oh, last window. window. The it had a sequel. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to look. Um, we got Apollo Justice, which is the sequel to Phoenix Wrights. And you have like a spin-off game called Miles Edgeworth Investigation. So that's just how much of a fan I was of, right? So you have that. Let's talk about Metroidvania games. Um, although I should really say Castlevania, because you got Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow, you have Castlevania okay. Portrait of Ruin, you have Castlevania Order of Ecclesia, it's all three of them. They are the divine trilogy of Metroidvania games, or Castlevania games, They're all worth over. But here's a surprise for you. There's this game by Sega, published by Sega, made by Wayfall, Aliens Infestation. This game was a late release, came out even after the 3DS was out. But say they still release it, it's great. It's a good Metroidvania game, probably the best G alien game I've ever got. Um, and let's have a look at the final lot that we've got here, final bunch of this. We've got platformers, Mario DS, which was a remastered great game, you know, in its own right. We have Mario, sorry, Rayman DS, which is um, basically a port of Rayman to the greatest game. Funny enough, there's a 3DS version of this, which is actually the port of the Dreamcast to be. Um, you got New Super Mario Brothers, popular game. Yoshi's Island DS, popular game. Ooh. Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic Rush, Sonic Rush Adventure, Sonic Colors. So you've got some really cool platforms on this device. Um, so there we have it. We've got some racing games here. We've got Mario Kart DS, Diddy Kong Racing DS. Um, so, you know, very popular racing games altogether um, you have on this. And Mario Kart DS is, was a game changer for sure for handheld racing games, especially for the era, because it had this nice 3D model around it. The graphics were amazing for the PDS. Definitely a good game. You get these games on it. And this is the last one. These are the adventure games. They ported Resident Evil on this thing. You know, this is my, like, probably the scariest game I own, Deadly Silence, and you use the touchscreen on it. It's actually a very good game. There's actually a Metal Gear Solid 3 port on the DS, which I don't own. So yeah. they were going for an adult audience. Um, Metroid 
again, Metroid Hunters, you know, it's a, a very unique touch game, uh, very, very graphically enhanced uh, third-person shooter adventure game. And um, Zelda, let's have a look at the Zelda games. We've got Phantom Hourglass, which is my favorite handheld Zelda game of all time. I love this. It stars this dude, Toon Link, and this Captain Jack Sparrow ripoff if you've played the game. <laughs> and, um, you know, if you've if you've got a uh, spirit track he makes another appearance so that's the sequel but the, the original fact so that's basically the ds in a nutshell this is basically how big a deal the ds was this is actually my library of games which i which i own and you know it, it's, it was such a big deal and the games were so accessible the system was affordable they had all the incarnations of it so how could nintendo top that with their successor system obviously the only competition they had was the, that's the truth i mean did nintendo really need to make a 3ds and the, the answer is yes because you know, the way gaming was changing to an online foray for the cloud, playing online, being able to have download content and whatever, we had to move on to something better. And in 2011, they went and upgraded the DS and they stuck with the concept, but they added, and that's what they did with the launch of the Nintendo 3D and its various hardware. So that ends the first chapter. You know, we had a DS that was very successful but we now have to create a 3DS, so what are we going to do? So this is the next part of the show, and we'll talk about you guys and your collections and your DSs. So I'm going to start with Miss Miss Hino, because she's, she's new to the show, and I want to see her Nintendo DS and her Nintendo DS games. So let's go. We have to right. um, for you. Sure. Um, I just want to mention, I saw in the comments earlier, Seabert, uh, he commented Life Signs. It's the other game that I was referring to that's oh. similar to Trauma Center. So it's Life Science. So thank you to uh, Siebert for that. Uh, I can sleep now at night <laughs> knowing the title of the game. So um, let's talk about what I have here. So what I have here with me tonight is a mix of um, some of my games, my brother's games and my sister's games because all of us are gamers. And actually it was my siblings who really got first into the DS during its release and then it was years later I when I picked up my 3DS Excel uh, it's just when I really started collecting both for the 3DS and uh, the DS so I have here my sisters uh, the old the yes. old original um, DS yeah, yeah, yeah the fat so it's pretty weathered I have here my um, Nintendo DS Lite Nice. Uh, the reason why I went for the light version instead of the original one is because, um, to those who didn't know, here right below is uh, it, it can actually play um, Game Boy Advance games. So correct. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. This this saves me some money from you know buying a, a Game Boy, and um, unfortunately, uh, the Game Boy Advance has runs on batteries, right? So I would really prefer to have a console that's you know chargeable that would it need me to buy it like AAA batteries and whatnot and uh lastly here's my 3ds xl but i'm i really want to get the new 3ds xl because i'm rather oc this is red it's right here in the front and the back <laughs> when you open it it's black okay. so yeah i'm really stressed out <laughs> so let's um I just want to mention here that I actually have more DS games than yeah. the 3DS games. So that's actually a testament to what um, Viraj has mentioned earlier that the legacy of the original DS was just so immense. That's why it has such a, a very complex library of games that's available for everyone. So I'm just going to be quick here, especially um, with the games that was mentioned earlier. So we have here the 
point and click, uh, visual novel type of game, Hotel Dusk. Um, what's brilliant about this game is that it utilizes the DS function. So normally when we play, we play it like this, but Hotel Dusk, you can play it like this, like a book. So I really wish that Nintendo made more games that utilize this um, alternate, um, what they call this, um, alternate uh, portrait to landscape. Yeah, yeah rotation. I, I wish we had more games like that because it's very innovative and uh, plus uh, more gimmicks regarding the touch screen. I, uh, what game was that the, again? Um, it's Hotel Dusk. Room 215. It's a, it's a one five. I, I'm not sure if my video is showing correctly. Um, is is my video flipped or not? But I'm I'm not sure. But yeah, um, another DS game, the sequel to Hotel Dusk, The Last Window. Uh, sadly, the company who made this is already. I, I think they shut down. They have a last game, but it's only digital. Um, Advance Wars mentioned earlier. Of course, the RPGs. We have their uh, Final Fantasy Four. Which is surprisingly mm. more difficult than the 2D counterpart, the pixel counterpart. So this is pretty challenging, even with the first boss. Uh, it also has voice acting. Um, oh, this is my one. brother's Rhythm Haven. Mm. <laughs> my siblings were a big fan of this because it's really wacky and uh, the, the the tunes, the OST is really um, addictive. Uh, uh, my brothers again, the settlers, Sims. Very nice. Yeah. Sim City, uh, DS. Yeah. So Joel, what else? So Joel would love that. <laughs> yeah. He loves his simulation. Uh, Ghost, Ghost Trick, uh, who's gonna have, I think, a remake or a remaster for the Switch. So that's pretty it's cool. Right now. Uh, Avalon Code, it's a, pre a pretty niche game, I would say. Not everyone knows about it, so here and then what else um more visual novels i'm i'm mostly a fan of jrpgs or rpgs and visual novel type of games so we have here um the original uh, investigation game jake hunter um this actually was released way before phoenix right and i believe maybe this is one of the inspirations for phoenix right um and then of course the phoenix right <laughs> Games <laughs> just like Mirage, yeah. They're, they're the best. They're the best. They're the best. Yeah, they're they're amazing. I, I'm just really glad that um, people are experiencing it as well for the Switch release. Yeah, because uh, yeah, and then mentioned as well earlier, Fire Emblem. I haven't touched this yet, but I'm kind of scared touching the Fire Emblem games because I'm a very I'm very new into the Fire Emblem series. I went in during Fates and Awakening era, so yeah. I haven't tried the OGs yet, and I heard it has the permadeath and the battle is yeah. more um, yeah. brutal. So yeah, it's a hard. Yeah, I'm game. scared, but I'm excited. It's a harder game. I'm excited. It's, hard, it's the hardest Fire Emblem game I've played. Go. Oh shoot! Mm. <laughs> I'll let you guys know how I go about it. So FF3. Yeah. I think it was difficult. Um, for Heroes of Light. I wow. think inspiration for Bravely Default. Okay. Uh, I have here the collector's edition for Bravely Default, the original one, but the box on, is a, a very scuffed. That's a 3DS game, you know, and that's oh, a shit. very popular one. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was already 3DS. I, I forgot. Sorry but about that. Um, this is a 3DS episode, so we're going to get there. This, this is why it's better to be. So yeah, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really fast, more RPGs. <laughs> FF yeah. Tactics. 
Oh, uh, we're, we're also fans of the Harvest Moon or the oh, okay. Story of Season series. Yeah, yeah. So of course. Of yeah. And I have your, I think this is pretty rare nowadays. I got it for a really hefty price and it's still sealed. So I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to open this or not. <laughs> uh, very good, very good. I'm uh, contemplating. And of course, we have here Golden Suns, Golden also Sun. mentioned oh, okay. earlier. Uh, I'm about almost done here for the DS games. Of yeah. course, uh, we have your Chrono Trigger. Oh yeah. The English version, but the Japanese version I think has a better cover. Yeah, I have your Japanese game. It's Solato Robo. Um, there's an English counterpart for this, but the problem is it's it's, it's very expensive. Maybe around three hundred to four hundred dollars. The same as the PS One game Telltale Concerto. So oh, the games that this company makes is very rare because mm. low print. Low print, that's why everything's so expensive. Of course, classic, the world ends with you. Mm-hmm. It's just a shame that the DS port doesn't have the, the dual screen. Playing this on dual screen is very challenging, but fun. Um, Radiant Historia, another game that got remastered for the 3DS. Valkyrie Profile. Yeah. Super hard. This is my first Valkyrie Profile. I haven't played the others yet, but this is... I almost rage quit. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the Rune Factory series. So we have Rune Factory 1, uh, Rune Factory 2, Good Lord. and Rune Factory 3. Um, the three three is getting remastered. Yeah, the three of them. This is going to have a remaster on the Switch, so I hope 1 and 2 would get the same love as well, since I think they're also racking up in price. And lastly, for the DS games is... Uh, visual novel type, it's 999. Um, uh, I think it was on the preview earlier before we started the podcast. Um, the sequel, Virtuous uh, Last, oh, not Virtuous Last Reward. I forgot the, the second game uh, was shown in the preview earlier. So, um, there, that would be all of the our collective DS games here. And yeah, it's such a, it's such a great console. And the 3DS, I also love the 3DS, but I, I, I just really wish it had more gimmicks besides the, the 3D screen, the top well, screen, because... Which nobody uses. Well, <laughs> well, we'll get there. We're going to cover the 3DS now. We've got an intruder in the podcast. Yeah, let's do it. And we've got, we've got Sir Joel, who's jo- joined us. Objective. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry for being late. I had a prior commitment to attend to. But thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much for being part of the podcast. Um, uh, the wonderful new people, the wonderful old people are here. And of course, uh, the, the people in the chats, uh, thank you very, very much for being here. Um, it, it's, you know, it's, it's great that we're having this. And I'll let, let Miss, uh, Miss France continue with her, with her uh, showcase. And I'll just show whatever little things I have here afterwards. <laughs> little. <laughs> Let's have a let's have a look at your 3D wares. My 3D wares? Well, everyone's I want everyone to show us their 3DSs or what they've got. I want to see that before I bring out my my heavy gear. Mm-hmm. Let's have a look right. at what I mean. I know I know you've got a 2DS, Sir Joel. You know, yes, I do. Uh, I, I want to have a look at that, and I want to know why right. you bought a th- why did you buy a 2DS instead of a well, 3DS? Well, I I love my 2DS because okay. of the fact that it is built like a tank. Look at that thing. <laughs> it is 
if i don't have to worry about the hinge you know uh yeah, snapping I... when when it's uh but your screen's when... all protected your screen's uh, protected, no though. no screen protectors what the heck are those no, I mean, no, <laughs> they don't have that i'm talking about no, this like at least oh, it closes shut like that like that oh yeah that's true in my case i carry a pouch around with it it's like it's one of those um uh pow- uh what do you call that it's like a case the a pouch like case with a, a neoprene case with a, yeah a neoprene case that's exactly yeah. it yeah, yeah yeah but thanks thanks for helping my my old memory jogging my memory there but yeah it's the nice thing about the 2ds is that it might not have protection for the screen but it is built tank i don't have to worry about the hinge snapping or 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 breaking or things like that and um no 3d function like joe says the no 3d function because it hurts my eyes i oh, i'm I'm, I'm, te- i'm terrible when it comes to looking at 3d i during the 3d tv uh era when everybody was buying 3d i was absolutely against the whole the whole thing because number one it was way expensive and number two like looking at it i, I felt like throwing up so again it does have certain uh certain games that has advantages when you're using 3d but i find that's about 15% overall or 20% of games that actually have a good advantage to having 3D running so uh long battery life uh long battery life's uh durable uh like it can handle it can handle almost anything that the 3DS can run and it's uh I don't have to worry about it when my my kid when my kid during the time she was four or five years yes. old wanted to play around with it she could borrow it she could play her Nintendo dogs scream at the dog that wouldn't listen to her and uh just uh have a have a good time with it as long as I don't I don't have to worry about the little the little things so um I saw earlier that Miss France was actually doing her showcase of of heart of software let me just uh, bring out what i've got here oh have you guys have you guys done your have you guys done your 3d hardware showcases yet now Not yeah, yet. I, I Not showed, so, so lady, lady, he, uh, he knows done it. Show her 3DSs. I want you to show us what you have. Oh, okay. Uh, but ladies first. I'll, we'll let we'll let uh, let think, we'll let Miss France go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I'm actually done. Uh, by the time you came in the podcast, I actually just finished. So go ahead. Thanks. All right. And a little, and a little shout out to uh, Greg Norris here. Uh, he ha- he did mention in our chats uh, in Timeless Gamer that he has he hasn't really gotten into 2DS and 3DS uh, part. This is going to be his. Um, uh, this is going to be his. Well, uh, let, I, initiation. I used. Yeah. <laughs> I used to own. I used to own the 2DS, the re- the Ooh. red one that you had. Oh, there you go. Uh, Excellent. But- it was right around that time, though. I was getting mm. older. I was less interested in the handheld uh, market mm. around that time, and I was getting more into uh, the PC Steam market around mm. that time. So, yeah. after a while, I just stopped playing the 3DS altogether and sold it. So, mm. so. But I mean, looking back though, mm-hmm. I still found the 3DS its history to be pretty fascinating, even though I think mm-hmm. it's honestly the lesser. Uh, of the handheld consoles that isn't uh the virtual boy anyway <laughs> i mean you could call a virtual boy uh, a handheld if you duct tape it to your head but <laughs> congrats so but no the game boy advance as i said is my favorite of the nintendo handhelds and the ds is a close second and the 3ds i even though there's a lot of great games i never had a chance to play i couldn't afford them at the time i i was i was strapped for cash Mm-hmm. So, uh, but but other than that, I 
I just I just wasn't into it as much as I was with the other Nintendo handhelds uh, beforehand. Mm. Even though its history from its uh, from its rough launch uh, right around when the 3D craze was all the rage, and you know, movies like uh, James Cameron's Avatar made that happen. You know, like every, everybody who was looking at the 3DS like like some sort of cheap gimmick, like that's going to be the main focus of the console itself. That's why it had such a rough launch, even though there was a decent launch of games around that time. But it did gradually pick up steam when more and more great games came out on it. And, so, and you have to, and Greg, you should also take note because you love indie games. The 3DS market had a lot of really good indie games. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah, but again, I could I couldn't afford a whole bunch of them at the time. You know, yeah. I did well, play one indie game on the 3DS, and that was Shantae and the Pirates Curse. That was the oh, one. that quality one, yeah, quality yeah. game. Yeah, very very cool. I consider it the best in the Shantae series, even yeah. though in that game she the, the the main character Shantae didn't have her half genie powers, which which is <laughs> ironic, <laughs> since that was always like a central focus of the series. Mm-hmm. But even even but. But the practical gameplay, the Metroidvania aspect, more than made up for it. Like more so than any other game that came before and after it. Mm-hmm. Like the first two Shantae's uh, were fine. There were cult classics in themselves. People didn't play them as much. And Half Genie Hero was a different beast altogether. Uh, mm-hmm. But but it was still a good game. And Seven Sirens tried to return back to its Metroidvania roots, though it did. It still didn't match the quality that Pirates Curse had. It was still a fine game. Mm, so okay well the the shantae series has basically <laughs> broken into into the big leagues now because they're having big productions on the nintendo switch but yeah. we can have a quick look at their at their we can look at their look look back at their origins in the 3ds market and in the ps vita market if i remember correctly um all right so as as uh viraj has mentioned i should have a look at what i have here in terms of hardware um Again, Miss France, if you are done with uh, your side, because I'm more than willing to concede uh, my time uh, so that uh, Miss France can can showcase what else what else she has. But yeah, uh, if she's done, then I can I can show what I've got. Ooh. All right, Miss Miss Hino, sorry. Uh, yeah, I I had it. I I I'm a little. Um, I'm. I still have to learn all the all the Japanese uh, inclined names, so <laughs> things like that. But yes. Um, she was all right. Though. So. Yeah. Sorry, what was that, Greg? I thought she was Filipino, though. Oh, she is. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know, we, we all have we all have kind of, in Asia we have uh, kind of an intermixing of cultures. We love that about you know, about uh, about different cultures. We love to imbibe everybody else's cultures with us. So, all right, getting back. Uh, well, um, well, I could, well I'll, I'll be happy to go through the 3DS library that I have since uh, I haven't even touched my stuff. Well, uh, here, uh, I might as well show off what I've got before go for because it. I'm, go the, for I'm the latecomer here. Uh, Viraj did mention the 2DS is what I had, but my 3DS <laughs> is the one that I carry around like for if I really, really need have a uh, the 3D function running. So it's the Luigi, uh, the Year of Luigi version here with with Mario and Luigi Silver uh, on the cover. The thing about it is when I started collecting 2DS and 3DS hardware, I resolved to have a theme when it comes to when it comes to my, the hardware that I that I collect. Um, I love the colors gold and silver. Those are my two absolute most favorite colors, gold and silver. And whenever a gold and silver uh, piece of hardware comes out, 
gold or silver colored or themed i always try my best to get it so one of them well and that was the very first one i got two of the louis year of luigi versions one one to play and one to keep so that's the that's the uh, mario and luigi dream team 3ds xl version that i have ah, the light is uh terrible let me just uh, angle that a little bit so you guys can see uh the mario and luigi dream team version and um it has uh it has the game mario and luigi dream team packed in with it so that's a good value i got that one next one i got was something that uh mr bell valenzuela our our leader in in uh which is uh in pinot retro gaming would, would like it's the um super mario brothers 2 gold edition 3ds xl oh. so i got that one this one was uh selling at walmart uh, I'm not sure if it was an exclusive one, but it's something that it's something that they really touted or marketed as part of their Walmart marketing. So that's um, it's got Super Mario Brothers 2 included pre-installed, new Super Mario Brothers 2 Gold Edition pre-installed in it. So again, it's got that gold finish uh, here, along with the along with gold Mario finish, along with the red uh, casing. Uh, that's my next one. Um, another one. I I I'm, a, I'm not a I am not a Legend of Zelda fan per se. Uh, I, I recognize how how um, how big Legend of Zelda is for everybody, but I really got into it. I don't know why. But the moment that 3DS, uh, the Nintendo 3DS XL came out with the gold uh, version of Legend of Zelda: Link Between Worlds version of the 3DS, mm, I just had to have it. So gold and silver uh, is the for me. So the moment that yes. we come out with anything gold or silver, I have to save up money and, and get it. So it includes the Legend of Zelda: Link Between Worlds as a digital pack in game. So. You know, I may never play Legend of Zelda, but at least I have the console to <laughs> to go mm. with it. And oh. all right, so let's see. Moving on. Sorry, uh, somebody was somebody had a question. Well, no, uh, I was about to say. Well, Link Between Worlds is a good starting mm. point on the 3DS. I, I, mm, I Consider, considering I mean, everyone considers a Link to the Past from the Super NES as a universal favorite, like mm -hmm. like almost top tier. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Link Between Worlds was essentially the evolution of that formula by adding new neat spins and just making exploring the world just a lot more fun and accessible. So it's an easier game, but it is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I mean, call it call it the the turn-based snob in me that I like turn-based <laughs> turn-based game turn-based games Ooh. so much more than than uh, than action RPGs. I mean, you just want, all respect. Yeah. We know you wanted it because it was gold. That's what it was. Yes, absolutely. Gold. It's gold. It was, it was the fact that it was gold. Yeah. And another <laughs> thing, yeah, it, it shows you that that the, the gold the colors, gold and silver, are basically the things that draw me in, which actually plays into the next one that I have, the 3DS XL. I know it's crazy. It's the Mickey Mouse. Um, <laughs> it's the um, Disney's magical magical world uh, version of the 3DS XL. It's white with Mickey Mouse gold uh, inlays. It doesn't even have a game packed in with it. It's just the fact that it's but that um, looks so nice, it, it white does. and gold. I have to admit, I have to admit, it's a white and gold. The theme is the uh, again. Uh, I like how Nintendo has a, has good taste when it comes to coloration. 
of its consoles. It it has it's very good when it comes to mixing and matching the colors. I I wonder if there's a way for me to just uh uh show a little bit better. Yeah, there you, you can go. See it. it's nice. Yeah, I like go. gold. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, like I like gold. gold. Gold member, absolutely. Like <laughs> you gold. nailed it right there. That's exactly yeah. it. I love gold. <laughs> there you go. So mm. that is the Mickey Mouse 3DS XL very um, nice. Very nice. edition, white with gold uh, filigree. I guess that's the right term for it. Um, hopping on to uh, the other 2DS, just in case it bogs down, uh, the 2DS XL <laughs> with Mario Kart oh, 7 inside the new it. The new I think, I think that was the pack. I, and it, and if I remember correctly, that was a pack that mm -hmm. I got when I got the 2DS. I got oh, it that's with it. Mario Kart 7. Well, there you go. That's exactly I, I it. Can't uh, actually, no, I can't remember if it was the whole pack itself or I bought them separately. It, mm, it was it was a long time ago. Mm, could um, be. But yeah, but yeah, that 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 was a solid entry in the series. Even mm -hmm. even if it's not all that fun, even the Mario Kart series are not all that fun by yourself. You know, mm. it's better with multiplayer. Oh, absolutely. But that was kind yeah. of uh, that 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 was kind of a tur turning point away, the turning away for me, so to mm. speak. Uh, you, Viraj, you were about to say something. No, no. I, I, if 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 Mario Kart Seven was an mm. Olympic sport, mm. I'd go. I'd be probably getting a gold medal because I'm great at. Um, oh. I mean, I mean, I, I love that game when it came. And the Olympics came out was happening in London in 2012, if you remember. And I oh, remember yeah, yeah. Mm -mm. I worked by the Olympic Park, and I have very fond memories playing that game and beating everybody at it. So um, mm. it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I tell you, what, I'm very good at that game, and that's my favorite Mario Kart. Actually, I, I love the way the 3D worked on it. What played it in 2D, the 3D mm. on that was outstanding. So yeah, very great game. I love that. I love. Mario so it's my favorite handheld Mario. Well, when the the new 3DS came out, that's when I broke my streak. There, the new 3DS really wasn't coming out with a lot of gold and silver themed ones. So I just went for whatever whatever was on sale, whatever was cheap, whatever was available. I went for the. I think I showed this to uh, the audience once before. It had it's the uh, Pikachu, Pikachu yellow edition of the new 3DS XL with Pikachu. Um, like like a shadow shadowy figure in the background not not very not very prominent but at least you can make him out there uh i still have to crack that open actually i have to crack open a lot of these things and the very <laughs> last one the very last one is when toys r us <clears throat> went out of business they clearanced out everything like we're talking like all of their hardware all of their software everything they were selling for fire sale prices. Normally, I don't even remember how much uh, the the new DBS XL was selling for selling for here in uh, the US at that time. Uh, I got this for really cheap. I think I got th I got this for I think I got this for 80 bucks. Uh, this is the new Galaxy style uh, oh, wow. Wow, Nintendo 3DS XL. Uh, the trick to getting cheap hardware is looking for stores that are closing. I know it's a sad, <laughs> it's a sad reality. It's no. a sad reality of life. But you, it's 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 very dark. It's very grim, like Raj says. But the fact is, if you're looking for if you're looking for a good bargain, look for the places that are desperate to offload their inventory. Walmart was a good place. Uh, uh, Toys R Us, while it was closing, was a good place. I got this one, the Galaxy style purple. Uh, sad to say, no gold or silver themed things for the 3DS XL. A uh, new 3DS XL. But yeah, um, th those are my machines, the ones that I that I had the chance to collect 
as the years went on. Again, I've been collecting for close to 10 years. You know what, Joel? Yes, yes, Miss Miss. I can I can really relate to you when it comes to the theming when uh, for the consoles because I, I want to keep my consoles all red. So if you, oh, you, you like uh, silver and gold, I, look at my Switch. It's red. I have my Switch here. Oh, I saw. The three, I saw it. The 3DS. Yeah, yeah. I think I shared it with the other local groups here. And, the thing is, I get you. The thing it's is, everybody, about that preference. yeah, everybody has a everybody has a theme. Everybody has a preference. In my wife's case, she absolutely loves the color purple. So anything purple, she's really gonna get. Like she's she's got her purple DSs. She's got her purple. Uh, she's she's been eyeing this this Galaxy 3DS XL for the longest time. She, I, I'm absolutely sure that if I turn turn my head away and I let her know where where this uh, purple 3DS XL is, she's probably gonna go steal it sometime. But then again. Uh, since we're married, isn't that basically just taking one, uh, one money from one pocket and putting it into the other? In, hey, what's my, in, in marriage, I always thought what's mine is yours and what's yours is mine, right? Precisely, exactly. Okay. So that's okay. that is that's how it works out <laughs> in married life. So yeah, again, Holy we all have our yeah. themes. Yeah, they, we all have our themes. We all have our preferences. In my case, it's gold and silver. In Miss Hino's, uh, in Miss Hino's case, it is uh, red. So that's the beauty of that's the beauty of collecting certain hardware. You can theme whatever your collection is to whatever your personal style is and it's a wonderful thing although some people collect comprehensively they collect everything that they can lay their hands on but that that's fine too and the, the beautiful thing about the beautiful thing about collecting and gaming is that you it every experience is tailor-made just for you back to virage Oh right, fantastic! So I actually thought you only ever had a two DS. I'm surprised you. Had well, so, so I'm, I'm glad you could share that. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess um, I miscommunicated it. I, I yeah. only, I only almost exclusively play with the two DS. But okay. and, and that's because uh, you don't like the three D, and I understand that, and that's yeah. something we can touch on as well. Mm, um, yeah. But yeah, um, let's, let's talk about the three DS in, in a bit more detail. This is obviously the, the launch one. This is actually one I got on release, and. Nice. Um, it was it was 199 pounds 99 pence on mm. release. Uh, it's expensive if you think about it compared to the DS, which was actually 129.9 UK. Yeah. Obviously, the scale of economy with without those prices in mind. Obviously, I know you're from a different region, but the scale of economy status. Obviously, mm. this was nearly twice as much as the original. So, I mean, as a proposition to to people who have a DS, like, what does this really offer? That's more okay. You got this lovely little slider here that allows you to switch the 3D on and off. Okay, you get about three to five hours of gaming with 3D. Obviously, the battery life varies. Um, you've got this lovely circle pad now, which the original DS didn't have. So it's actually really good for 3D gaming. That's what they've introduced. And you also got the D-pad as well if you want to play Street Fighter and games like that. So you have that. Um, so, you know, you have this unit. It, it did have a very lovely finish to it. Um, it's also fully backwards compatible with its predecessor, the DS. Okay, so you can, for those of you watching who don't know, it's exactly backwards compatible. Mm. And again, with the 3DS little car, it's exactly the same thing. You just have this little, little nub in here. Mm. Somebody actually recently did a YouTube video where they actually cut this thing off and tried to put on a DS and see if the game would work. And no, it? it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> in case you're wondering, it doesn't work. Okay, so that's that's basically it. Mm. You've got this lovely stylus that was metal in the first edition oh yeah so there was a lot of there's a lot of uh high quality in the in the first edition build when you paid for it and also in the box you got this lovely little dock for it so if you have it by your bedside you can just slide it in there obviously the power leads in there goes to mm. your plug socket it's all there done all right you just charge it and the light turns on that's it you also have 
wireless gaming switch built in and out so you can play it wireless online so there's a lot that was and you've got a two gigabyte of internal memory via an sd card as well so you can actually download games on the eShop. so this introduced download and play gaming in terms of you know you can download games on the eShop, but instead of buying the game on cartridge you can buy it online and have it downloaded the unit but you can also buy the games in physical so that's where things were going okay playing online and downloading games and having it on the internal memory, just like modern consoles of today. This is very much a modern handheld, which is why it was more expensive. Another feature that I have almost failed and I've just remembered to, to remember is you have a 3D camera on the front. Oh uh, yeah. Which is, and if you remember in the box, you actually have AR cards and you can point the camera at it. And there's little AR games, augmented reality games. So there are a lot of gimmicks that came with it. Um, you know, that, that, that were pretty interesting. But I, I never really got into the whole augmented 3D games. No, that's, an, that's, really fun, like, yeah, that's so, another thing that they're really pushing. I guess somehow nowadays with everybody carrying a cell phone around, mm -hmm. augmented reality might become something in the future. But mm -hmm. as early as that time, it was a, it was a hard sell. The, the, the drawbacks I'd say of the first ever 3DS is it is quite cramped. Yeah, mm. and I, I did remember putting, getting my hands getting quite cramped playing Mario Kart yeah. 7 with this. So that's actually the drawback. It's not the most comfortable handheld to hold. I will say that. And you know, the, there was obviously this is the one uh, Lady Hina has, Hina has, which is basically the is the, the new 3DS they came out following that. A lot bigger, bigger screens. Don't let to strain your eyes. The 3D is still the same technology in 3DS, obviously, but you can always turn it off. But I can understand, like, you made a very you know, very important point that Sir Joel made, was he didn't like the 3D. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't, it hurt his eyes. And it was it was a very tricky 3D technology in there where you actually had to be dead straight in front of the unit looking at it. If you move it, your eyes, oh yeah, it's it, doesn't, gone. it doesn't follow you. It doesn't mm -hmm. follow you. Okay, yeah. so you literally have to be dead straight. And it can yeah. flicker. It can flicker. Mm -hmm. And you're absolutely right. Unless you're dead straight, you know, that's the, that's the problem that this thing will have. Um, it's, the new, it's, the XL it's a little sorry. hard. Uh, sorry about that, Viraj. It's a little hard. Uh, you're already concentrated on the game itself, and you have mm. to concentrate on keeping your eyes dead centers <laughs> to keep mm. that 3D effect. The moment that you start moving things around, as, as humans are wont to do, you lose it, and it distracts yes. you. And there's a chance that you might lose your concentration on the game. So that's another thing that really yeah. threw, threw yeah, it out. Absolutely, because you want that seamless experience when playing a game, mm. and that totally ruins your gaming experience when you notice yeah. a flicker. Yeah, Greg was about yeah, to yeah. Yeah, if I if I can interject for a little bit too, mm -hmm. I, I need to add. You know, you, you mentioned the 3DS. Uh, it was hard to handle. Uh, your hands cramp up after a while. I think it's an even worse case with the 2DS because it's like an uneven slice of bread, <laughs> like a like an uneven brick, so to speak. Yeah. No offense to Joel. No, I mean, it's fine. I mean, I I mean the cheaper price was what attracted me to buy it. And oh yeah. I mean, I was willing to. Uh, forego the 3d aspect of the game you know mm. and just play just play games regularly but games like kid icarus uprising made oh, play, playing playing on the 2ds more of a chore i remember it, it was my brother's game it was my brother's copy of kid icarus that i played for the record and even then trying to hold the whole thing with my left hand and trying to use the stylus to control the to control to control the character with the did you on, not on my did you right have hand. a kickstand did you not get the kickstand with it because the stand that comes in the box I, I really don't like uh additional uh, gimmicky uh things e even if just to save my hands i mean i could either get some actual grips for my hands or go home even to this day my hands cramp up um, when i'm holding a handheld system i work in construction you know my hands are really big 
I, I need some kind of grips if I'm gonna hold a Nintendo Switch, especially if I'm holding it. Yeah, the Switch is very hands. slim. I think what yeah. a good um, handheld would be the Steam Deck because it's 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 nice and chunky. It's yeah. It's for people with big hands, and your hands well, won't really crack. Well, they do make good cheap uh, uh, grip systems too, like this yeah. one you can get for ten bucks uh, just to clip in on the Switch. The thing is, I gotta clip it on and off every time before I put the Switch into the deck. So. I mean, mm. there there are good there are good ways to hold to hold the the handheld systems out there. It's just a matter of looking and and, see, and seeing what will fit in your budget. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, look to, to be fair, and, and and they did actually create, like I said, the, the 3ds XL, which is actually much more yeah. comfortable. And that's got, the one you, my brother had. And and this this that's the next one there. Again, the 3D. Again, you you have to be dead on. But it's actually a lot more comfortable to look at the 3D screen compared to the original 3D because it is a bigger screen. You've got a bigger play area. You know, you have a nice big stylus, a plasticky one, so it's cheaper. One thing I will say about the the new uh, the 3DS XL and the subsequent 3DSs that were released after the original is they didn't come with the AC adapters in the box. You had to buy them oh. separate, which is a bit annoying because I expected you to, to be able to buy that. So you really have the DS charges for upgrading, and that's the way they treated the newer 3DSs. They expected you really to was that for all releases from Japan to US and to UK releases? For, for the UK... They didn't have a charger? They didn't have a charger, no, you have to buy them separate. If you actually look at the boxes, you'll find that they might not necessarily have plugs in them or AC adapters. Some mm. did, some That's didn't. Weird. It depends on the special edition that you had. Like, this is my brother's Fire Emblem edition, which I bought for him. This is the Fire Emblem uh, is it Fire Emblem Awakening. Sorry, Fire Emblem Awakening, as you can see, you've got the nice design mm. there. In the box, you're literally getting this. And the instruction manual, that's it. I thought, where's the plug? And, and they, they That's they, super they, weird. Why would weird. they? <laughs> that's what Nintendo did that. That's what they did. So, look, that's that's. I, I got mine for second hand. That's why I didn't know. So, man, uh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they probably included it as as, as your purchase uh, for your purchase, so that you would you I know mean, have the full experience right off the bat. Okay. A, a few a few years later, they launched this lovely deal, which is well, the lovely. Mm. I shouldn't say little, but the successor, which is the new 3DS XL. <laughs> This is what they should have come out in the first place in terms of the fact that the 3D is enhanced. It's so much better. It doesn't hurt your eyes. You have no flicker. The 3D follows you if you're you know, playing and you move it just a bit. The 3D is that good at an angle, okay? So it's actually a much better unit. Yeah, You can turn the 3D off if you don't like it. But the 3D, this is, again, a much more powerful processor. I say much more powerful, a slightly more powerful processor. So it's much quicker as well. Remember the 3D took a while to load the units, but this, this, is, this is there. So a much more powerful processor better 3D, and um, you also have that C-Stick. I don't know if you can get that, there we go. You see that little oh, yeah. nub there? Yeah. You, you have that C-Stick, and um, it allowed you to play melee attacks if you're playing Smash Brothers or Metroid Samus Returns. You can do a melee attack by using the C-Sticks, and there's other games that's probably like, I don't know, Monster Hunter or whatever. Is, is it like a second analog stick? Yes, it's a little nub. Yeah, is that how nub. it functions? That's how it functions. In fact, there was actually an add-on. I haven't mentioned it, or I don't own one yet, but Basically, what it was is it was actually a, a, an add-on. So basically, you could clip it on here. Oh, I remember that one. Another, <laughs> there's another circle, another circle that actually adds the C-stick. So you could buy that for, I don't know, 20 or $40 or, um, as, as an add-on. But it was actually basically simulating this extra lovely feature that this unit has. This is actually a, a really nice device. The battery technology actually was enhanced uh, on the new 3DS line as well, and the XL. So as, as every unit goes up, you've got like roughly an extra half hour battery life that's running on. So they managed to get the battery life extended a bit more with every single incarnate. Another thing I really loved about this particular version is you have the game card input here. 
one thing I really hated on the DS and the 3DS is you're playing and there's a friend of yours and they just push it and they eject the game out while you're playing. Why do you do that for, man? Why do you do that, man? I'm sure it's happened to all of you. That's why you're laughing. Uh, Someone's mm, done that. But yeah. if you have it on the front, it's nice. Again, or, you've got a nice, nice little stylus in there. Um, it's, happened it's, actually, to, it's either happened to you or you've done it yourself. So, uh, no, no. Anyway, so this particular one is the Ambassador Edition that was never sold in shops. I managed to be able to buy it off an ambassador who was promoting it in the shop I were at the time. And um, I was you know what, Raj? Every time you mentioned the stylus, I, I suddenly realized that it's just a shame that not all of the games um, utilize yeah. the stylus for the, the 3DS. Mm. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame, but um, you know, it's it's a lovely console thing. Mm. What can you do? That's probably my favorite color scheme on the DS right now. I um, especially love the rainbow colored uh, buttons there. It's it's like the it's like that Pro Control in the Super NES. Oh, yeah, that's true. In the background, <laughs> it, it does harken back to that a little bit, doesn't it, Greg? Um, yeah, that's and cool. Eventually, they, they upgraded that to the new 3DS. It's lovely beast like, of a machine. Ooh, this is the best ooh, version, right? and this is the obviously our pal Super Nintendo design. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is so much better than the ugly American Super Nintendo. You uh, but anyway, <laughs> you, were, going you, were, you were saying well, something, the Greg. Ugly yellow <laughs> Super Nintendo, I should say. Yeah, I mean, this particular version, uh, it's lovely. The 3D again is amazing. Your big screen battery life is long. It's a 10-hour battery life if you if you play it efficiently. Um, you know, a lovely machine, um, mm. and, and and you can't really go wrong with it. And the well, one thing I want to mention very quickly, because it's a very obscure fact, that this new three, the new 3DS XL, which is the later models, came with IPS LED. Okay, ah. so you had better technology in terms of battery saving. My friend actually had the Zelda version. Sadly, he couldn't lend it out to me. Um, the Zelda version actually had the IPS on both screens. Okay, and that's what they were doing towards the end of its life cycle. So people got the last ones of this and it did really well. And and these are lovely devices. What can I say? I mean, they're, they're beautiful. They're actually really good handhelds. And obviously, I, I can't mention too much, but you can modify them to one now because I supported it. Not that I'm promoting that or anything, but anyway. Um, but, but there's so much you can do with these devices and games for these, collecting for these is quite cheap. There's lots of good games that I actually missed out on that I actually did start to collect afterwards. So without further ado, I'm, I'm happy to go through the games that I had in chronological mm. order because okay. as like um, Lady Hume said, I didn't, like my DS is vast compared to this and you'll soon see, see it. And this is what I had on, on release. So let's have a look at the games that came out when it came out. Okay, this is gonna laugh at this. Okay, so this was one that really hurt your eyes. With me. This is like what they were trying. This is a 2011 release. I bought this with my Nintendo 3DS. Pilot Wing Resorts, mm -hmm. really uh, an amazing game. An amazing game. The 3D on it is amazing, but it does pull on your eyes. Mm -hmm. Not gonna lie, I didn't even know they were making games still for that franchise. I've only played Pilot Wing, Wing 64 back when I was a kid. But that was basically yeah. it. It's the third in the franchise, so after oh, this is actually okay. the last one. Uh, but this is probably the best one, in my opinion, from the three that I played. So you have that. Um, another one is this lovely, lovely little game called Steel Diver, which I bought on release as well. Yeah. It wasn't that many games. The 3D effect on this doesn't hurt your eyes. It's actually beautifully look, looks beautiful, the ocean effects, the submarine and how you play it. And it's a basically a side-scrolling sort of shooting game. I, I don't want to use the word shoot them up, but you are tactically moving that sub to get through mm -hmm. the missions. It's actually very well, quite a challenging game that I need to play. You get these. Yeah, um, I love submarine games. Okay. This game is one that you should have for your 3DS. It's a staple to this thing. The 3D on it will not hurt your eyes. Mm. It's actually engineered very well. It's called Mario 3D. Mario. I did okay. play, I did play half of that one. 
even as a Mario fan, I still. <laughs> well, I, I ended up I ended up putting it down ha- ha- about halfway through. I, I it just wasn't grabbing my attention. I ah. think I can speak for everybody when we say that its sequel, Mario 3D World, on the Wii U and later on the oh, Switch, yeah. was indefinitely better. Yeah, it was I, it, better, one of my but... top three Mario 3D Mario games. In fact, yeah, it's my it's like my Mario 3D favorite. World is my top three as well. Yeah, Mario Odyssey is yeah. my favorite, but Mario 3D World is, is definitely up there. Um, Mario Galaxy 2 would be my favorites. I, oh, I think oh, that's yeah, just the okay. perfect blend of old and new, oh. uh, I would I mean, say. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to get into an argument. Let's hear what Miss Hino's favorite uh, Mario game is. Mario Gex. Yeah, let's hear what Miss Hino's favorite Mario game is. Is it Mario RPG? <laughs> no, no, no. The thing is... I'm more into the third-party titles for Nintendo, so I oh. haven't really touched on the first-party, the Marios, the Kirby's, oh. Pokemon. I only played maybe one You're Pokemon really game, and that's out, for lady. the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, but I also have a shit ton of backlog. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's um, precisely it. Miss Miss Hino and I are the same on that one. Backlog is life because aren't uh, we? Aren't we all? I think, I yeah, think we're all in that boat now. We're all in that boat. Yeah. There's the next game I bought, and it just after release. Um, hmm. This is actually really good. Oh, it's Street it's Street Fighter Four 3D Edition. Mm. Okay. Yes. Now this actually oh. played well. It looked amazing. I played it online with my 3DS. Mm-hmm. I was. I, I was I was very good at it, but then I put it down for a month, and I played it again after a month, and I, I got my ass kicked online. So you really have to stay on top of it. <laughs> but it's a very very good game. I love this game. Actually. It's a very good 3D representation. Mm-hmm. Another really good game, and and this one I I, I want to put I want I want to really put um this one out there. I've already said that I, I, if it was a sport, I'd go for gold. But this one I love. Oh this yeah one. yeah. Uh, the again, one that like, like with like with what um so uh so Greg said, <laughs> you know um. You know, it is more fun with more players. It mm. is it is yeah. thrilling when you beat someone because it is actually a really really fun game. The three D on this is amazing. I like the whole fact that you can paraglide up and, and do all sorts of things as you can see on the back of the box. You can parasail mm. and it, it involved another dimension of gameplay. And I think it was amazing. And it was actually a precursor to Mario Kart Eight, as we know, it's probably the best Mario Kart ever. I don't know if you disagree mm. with me, you're wrong. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think Mario Kart Eight is is amazing. So you have that. Another mm. game which I love being a, a Sega fan, and there are a number of, of Sonic games. This is like the best generations. Game. Okay, this is the yeah. best one. I mean, I've I've played all the others, and I, like I played, you know, Sonic Lost World, and okay, mm. they just about passed oh. on the console, but the 3DS really in it. Uh, but the Sonic Generations, great game. Great mm. game. So you now have um, blast processing for a uh, Nintendo game. <laughs> <laughs> Processing, 3D processing, the 3D yes. and, and the sound was great. And these these two are really amazing. And as I mentioned earlier, like there was a remaster of Marisons on the DS, and they continued with doing that. The 3DS. These are two great games on the 3DS. That you should own if you haven't played the original 64 ones. Star Fox 64 3D is amazing. You can you can you can play that with you can actually play that with the motion controls on the 3. So the 3DS was built in with motion controls, but I didn't find that comfortable. I played with the buttons. The 3D effects in this is outstanding. Turn the 3D on when playing this game. I know you say it hurts your eyes, but give mm. it a go on the new on the new 3DS. Play it, and I promise you, you will change your mind. Okay? All right, I'm it's definitely just a real shame they engineered the 3D in this to not not be to actually be really good at by the time this was released towards the end of 2011. Sorry, Greg, you were about um, to say something. Yeah, I that that is the best game in the series. It's just a shame <laughs> that Nintendo isn't willing to. Uh, evolve the real shooter gameplay on it without having to work, trying to work in some kind of cheap gimmick. 
you know. Uh, Especially in the case of Zero for the Wii U. Well, to be honest, Star Fox has always been a tech demo for all their systems, if you think about it. The Super Mm. FX chip, the original Star Fox, Lilac Wars on Star Fox 64 and N64 was showing the the capacity of N64 and how it And Mm. even with the Cube, they've always used Star Fox as some kind of tech demo. You know, and yeah, but, I, I, but I do agree with you. It shouldn't, they shouldn't overly gimmickize it. They should just make a good game that works. Yeah. Obviously, oh, I did like, no, I, I did like Zero. A, I did at least like we Zero. have an indie game, Exodiac, to look forward to. I mean, that's mm. shaping I mean, up to be pretty good. Okay. For, for, all its, for its flaws, it was a valiant effort with, with Star Fox Zero, even though it does have its flaws. Um, yeah. And this one, this one, this is like mm. the best way to play Zelda Ocarina of Time in 3D. Mm. The graphics look outstanding in the mm-hmm. remaster that Grezzo did on this. It is okay. the pretty. My favorite, one of my favorite games on the 3DS for sure, and that was the first year. That was the first year, and my 3DS, and that's all the games that I bought. Ah. The following year, I bought this thing, which is the sequel to New Super mm. Mario Brothers. Played that one. This is so. This is this is an incredibly easy game, though. Let's be honest. Yeah, um, incredibly easy, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, but it's it, it's a it's a good cozy platformer, I should say. It's probably mm. one of the cozier Mario games you, you can you can just pick yeah. up and play. And that yeah. that and the first um, one, I would say. Yeah, it's, it's it's a game for children, really. It's, it's very, yeah. very easy. Three plus, it says. So yeah, if you want something easy for you, this this is the one that this is actually the box it comes in Kid Icarus Uprising. Um, mm. So this is a, the third Kid Icarus game in the series, a sequel that took forever to make. Um, I like the presentation. I like what Project Sora did. I, mean, I know they took a break from Smash Brothers, but I, I like this game. Yes, the controls were haphazard, as uh, Sir Greg had implied earlier. I got used to it. I've beaten this game through and through. I love this game. Is it short? Is it a short game? I, I really want to play no. that and get that edition as well. But people say don't get the expensive version because it's too short. I, I think at least it's ten hours. Ten hours, maybe eight to ten oh, hours. I, ten hours. I got. Um, I got up to. I got. I, I, I only had like three or four sessions on that game, and I, I already remember getting up to the final boss. So mm. yeah, I'd say it's short. Oh. Mm-hmm. It is a short game, but short. again, you can you can level up and do all sorts of things. So it depends on how many yeah. times you're playing. Yeah, it. yeah. It depends on how good you are. But there are two. There's a melee melee mode, and you get the flying mode as well, like like a rail shooter, space harrow kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you have a you have a variety of gameplay. You have an interesting story. Obviously, that there's there's a bit of uh, voice acting in there where Lady Palatina talks to you, and it's got that sort of Buffy the Vampire style. Hu- but anyway, mm-hmm. that's what I thought. But I liked it. I liked it. As a, well, as I, I, I like Kitty Chris from Captain N. So anyway, if, if anybody. <laughs> remembers Captain N. <laughs> All right, continue. Um, we have a link between worlds, which um, Sir Greg mentioned, um, and, and when you showed us your special link, which has it in there. Now, I bought this because it is a continuation, a spiritual source to Link to the Past. If you like Link to the Past, um, it's um, again, it's not as, as difficult as the Super Nintendo one. It's near game, but it's still a, a challenging game. I'd say it's moderate if we're talking challenging Zelda again. It's definitely, I would say, it's it's it, I'm right, uh, it's an intermediary. It's far it's far less cryptic than this than this NES successor. In fact, I would say yeah, because because in the in the Super NES game there w- there was a part where you it's an important MacGuffin you had to get if you had if you want to have it to stand a chance against the final boss. Mm. And the game doesn't tell you about it. You no, pretty it much have to go out of your way to see it. Yeah. This game uh, pretty much shows you that MacGuffin. Tells you, hey, this is where you get it. Bring it over, mm. and you'll have a chance. That's correct. That's correct. The only tricky thing that I found about this particular game was, you know, when you can go into your turn into a portrait and you, you have to navigate the dungeons that way. Um, that was oh, uh, that was yeah. a tricky bit, but I got around that. Well, it's the final boss. The final boss caught me off guard. I was expecting a more challenging fight. Uh, I remember, and especially that third that third uh, part where you have to 
shoot a goal narrow to Gannon the third time. You know, you did it in this, it did, did this in the round spinning wall. Like I thought, you had to basically shoot the arrow and then and then face Gannon, try to distract him. But no, you just shoot the arrow. It just goes around. It could go in a cut scene and then and then and then it kills him. I was like, oh, that's it. Mm. That was disappointing. <laughs> yeah, it it, it 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 was pretty much the most disappointing part of the game. But the rest the rest of the package made up for. You know, mm. I'd still say it's an excellent Zelda. Game. Yes. Um, going forward in 2014. So that was that was that was the only game I bought. That, that's how much it occupied my time. And like you, you made you made a very interesting point, Sir Greg, about what was happening when the 3DS came out 2011, and you made a point about money, you know. And obviously, we had a recession uh, with the banking crisis and everything, and well, everyone's a, and they it, 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 they it wasn't it wasn't just that uh, everybody just wasn't interested in the 3D aspect. Like they thought Nintendo say, was going full speed ahead on that stupid gimmick. I think so. it was a stupid gimmick at all. Personally, I, I totally disagree with. You. Mm-hmm. I don't think everybody did. Well, I think some. I think seventy-five million people bought this thing, so it's not everybody. Is well, it? no, no, no. I mean, it, it it wasn't selling all that well when it first came out. Oh that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. was the thing. It, it wasn't until argue. more and more excellent games came out that everybody was yeah. saying, "Oh, okay, Nintendo that's, is putting out quality products." Okay, I'm getting this. So that, that's, that, that, that's, that's, and it led to that big rise, you know, for a while, at least until. The Nintendo Switch came out, and then it had this, you know, steady decline until, you know, it, it was based that that era was particularly like a merging process. You know, everybody was seeing the the value of the Switch in mm-hmm. its hybrid quality, like like a handheld or a console. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's when so, Nintendo pulled their resources and changed their yeah. schedule together. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. as um, I said, the 3DS, its history I find much more fascinating than any Nintendo handheld. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should say, um, uh, e- even though I wasn't able to play as many games on it as previous Nintendo handhelds. Yeah. So, oh well, it's it is what it is. Um, yeah, but, but anyway, this is the next game. Twenty fourteen comes. This I game played, comes out. I did. We had this one. game. So the problem this game had, right? You're gonna laugh at this. Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember? Yeah. The problem is the so many of these came flying off. It got it was just not built for it. That never happened to me. Okay, that never happened to me. came flying off, you know. And in all fairness, this came. I mean, and you see, actually, they were actually promoting the 2DS as well. So as you can see here, also compatible with 2DS because by the, that time the 2DS had come out, mm. uh, they wanted to promote the two to a 2D audience because. There are a number of controversies with the 3DS. Obviously, it was more of an expensive proposition. It was a 3D gimmick. Not everyone was buying into it, as, as you said, so Greg. And also, the fact of the matter is they were worried about the 3D damaging people's eyes and hurt people's eyes. And the 2DS was actually something that Nintendo did look back at. Okay, maybe it's not for everyone. We'll do a 2DS as well for younger parents. Um, and, and that's that's what happened in 2014 around that time. And this was actually a very good game what it was. It was over-engineered, um, very well made, um, a little bit late. But it could have come out near close to release, but I'm glad this is that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then so towards that point, I, there wasn't really anything. I mean, there's a couple of titles off, I, I managed to get, and they were just freebies that, that came in a package. You know, you've got stuff like this, like the Avenger and Lego, and you have stuff like Codename Steam that came out, um, which are fun. Um, and then you have like th- this sort of thing came out as well with that, that got, I got special edition because I started playing less. And, Metroid Samus Returns is actually mm. my favorite. Yeah. Even though 
The 3D in itself is nice, it enhances the backgrounds and it makes the trans translucent nature of it. And it is actually the perfect. I, well, there is actually another Metroid 2 remake, but that's a fan game. We can't really go back too much. Yeah. Dead, I don't. But I love this this version. I love the, the special. Like, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's not played this, but there are some nice extra features in this game, some extras they've added to this. But this is the ultimate version of Metroid 2. Uh, this and, th and this special edition came with some nice extra soundtrack, keychain, a pin, you know, an art book, a metal case, and these are some nice things that I used to start collecting. I started to collect like more of these special editions, and um, I eventually got Majora's Mask in as well. People did say that this was a broken game because I didn't handle the port as well as the uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time. I, I can understand where it's a bit bit fuzzy, but it's it doesn't damage the gameplay. It's still a great game. So, I I, I seriously hope they can bring those Zelda remakes from the 3DS onto the Switch. Just saying. I agree. I mean, Kid Icarus Uprising is a beautiful yes, game. Yes, that too. That should be put on the Switch because not, not many people played it on the 3DS. So I think it's such a shame that, yeah. okay, the 3DS, 3DS sold half as much as the DS did. It sold 75 million unit, unit you know, and that's not, that's not nothing to be sniffed at. That's still a, a large quantity of 3DS. But how many of these particular games sold that 75 million audience? You know, how many people got to experience it? And as you, as you mentioned, the controls are finicky with that um, and again, it would be nice to see some remasters. I personally... I mean, we're in an era of remasters and remakes, yeah. so well, yeah. who knows, right? This is, this is actually the last game I bought for this. It came out in 2018. Don't believe. forget fan remakes. Yeah, oh. I mean, yeah, so this is this is it. I mean, it's not even 3D, okay? Actually, it's only 2D purely for the 3DS. So, yeah, and that's, such a, that's actually the best WarioWare. It's so addictive, but... There was no 3D, and it didn't need to be 3D. So I can understand why Nintendo did that. So in all fairness, there wasn't like, if you looked at my, I showed you my DS stuff at the start of the video, my 3DS like, it was just like, there wasn't too much of a continuation of those awesome RPGs or those awesome, there weren't new IPs on the 3DS mm -hmm. launch, but they sort of got overlooked. People really wanted to like focus on the Mario Kart, the Smash Brothers, the IPs that they were comfortable with, I, I would think. People want to look at something familiar, but well, that's wasn't... what they did with the Wii U too. Yes. Mm. Oh, and you know how that turned out. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 I love the Wii U personally. I think it's, my, it's like an underrated system. It's just a shame that it didn't get the support it had. But that's another episode altogether. Yeah. But mm. I, I, I think the 3DS, it, it was a great concept and it, it did offer a lot of things. And I think a lot of people still love it because there were some great games on it today. It was like the deluxe version of the DS, but. What does it really offer apart from the 3D and slightly better colorful graphics? That's really the question, guys. Mm -hmm. What gameplay innovations does it have really offer from the DS? And I think that's where it really struggled. Yeah, it had online play, which is great. But when you're playing on the go, are you really going to use the online features? What handheld is? You're using it to commute. Now, where's the It has Street Pass. Yes. Oh, there's that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, street pass I wish the Switch. I, I wish the Switch had the Street Pass. I actually, missed the Street Pass. The Street Pass was actually a very good feature well, you... because I I turned it on during the uh, 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 the New York Comic Con. Uh, I think that was about three or four years ago, and everywhere I went, everybody's uh, was it uh, no, more than more than three or four years ago because the 3DS uh, was already on the on the on the way down during that time. Uh, in one of the New York Comic Cons, I went into in Javits Center. I had the Street Pass on. And everywhere I went, new uh, new me's would pop up and and join my 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 character in the 3DS. I would be harvesting uh, new characters as they went. Just you know, turn it on, go to one of those events. It was a great experience meeting all these New York Comic Con through their uh, through their Street Pass me's. And you're, Miss 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 Hino is absolutely right that hopefully they integrate something like that again in the near future. 
with the Switch because it's a great feature. Uh, the socialization aspect is is tremendous, really. It was it was really good. I remember going to the Nintendo Simp for the 25th oh. anniversary, mm-hmm. and um, I went there, and no, everybody had their Nintendo. I took a pic. I took a picture of people, and everybody had their Nintendo 3DSes out there. Ah, and, yeah. and my street pass was buzz- was going on like, on, like everywhere. Like, yeah. So people, <laughs> like, my my 3DS. Oh. What's going on here? This was back that- in 2012. Yeah. And I went there. And I, and then two, and, and Zelda, Zelda and Williams was there. Robin Williams. Two events. I, I now now that you reminded me, Viraj, it was mm-hmm. it was New York Comic Con. Yeah, that was way be, way before four years ago. It was mm-hmm. around 20, 2012. And the other event was um, Video Games Live. If anybody's familiar with the Video Games Live Symphony Orchestra event, that's where they perform all of these amazing uh, video game soundtracks, like the Tetris, the Super Mario theme, as an orchestral orchestral rendition and like you if if they performed the god of war theme and it was like the whole the whole um what's the right word for it the whole stadium was really reverberating with with the god of war theme it's it's amazing when you hear video game themes performed in orchestral rendition it really it it's a completely different experience. If you guys want, you can check out Video Games Live, the soundtrack. It's on YouTube. You guys are going to enjoy it. But there, when I brought my 3DS and Street Pass was on, everybody's me's were also congregating and you were collecting me's <laughs> left and right. So it was fun. It was a good experience. Yeah. So, yes, Miss. Another fun thing about the Street Pass is that you can see what people are playing during that time. Precisely. So it's really perfect for the Switch right now so that you know, ah, many people are playing this and that mm-hmm. and this and that. It's such a missed opportunity. And Hopefully if I have, to have that game, you know, I'll have a lot more people to play with because the people obviously on the Mies are showing that they're playing that game. So what a, it's, yeah. it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yes, Greg, you're about to say. Yeah. Um, since we're on the subject of what, what features the 3DS had to offer, mm-hmm. I think one particular underrated feature, I don't know if anybody can vouch me for me for, on this, and I figured I need to bring it up because this was something the 3DS had over the DS too, and that it had mm-hmm. a better... Uh, use of polygons basically it could support 3d games better and mm. because when you look back at the ds the only notable 3d game you could ever uh you could ever play was super mario 64 ds i mm. love i love that part of the game i i loved what they did with it adding more content uh more characters yeah. to play i did yeah. play a considerable amount of it but i don't remember if i beat it but what what held it what i remembered what held it back was the the only thing that held it back was the D-pad and the run button feature that, that had to compensate for the lack of a control stick. Mm-hmm. And But no, it was funny. That seemed to be the only notable 3D game uh, you could play on that system. I, th- I think it was the rest of it was 2D. I think it was Nintendo trying to say, hey, everybody, the DS can play 3D games now. <laughs> uh, we can develop for that system. And then after that, it was like dead silence. It, it was just um, it was two D pixel games, just with the two. Although there were two point five D games like Sonic Rush and such, but that was as far as it went. And uh, then when the three DS came uh, along, it was like okay, this time for sure, we we can do three D games. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I have to disagree with you on that because what was Metroid Prime Hunters? What was Mario Kart DS? The three D yeah, games. But the, what was but, but the, it was, Rayman it was, DS? It was 3D. A few, what I'm saying is, it was a it was a few. It, it was it was only a few. It was only a few games on the DS that truly did support 3D gameplay is what I was okay. trying to say. And then oh. there was a greater deal, there was a greater catalog of 3DS games that, that mm. supported 3D gaming than, I mean, aside from the 3D uh, scoping feature. So Greg's point okay. is that the 2DS had a lot of 
uh, the 2DS. Ah, sorry, the the, the original DS. DS. Had, the original DS had a lot of 3D rendition games, but not too many that factored 3D gaming in the yes. 3D yeah. aspect into the gaming portion. Yes, yes. Yeah, which is a, yeah, it's a it's a it's a fair, fair assessment, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, it was know, the 3DS was just a more powerful uh, handheld than the DS. Mm-hmm. Even even though uh, I, I would say the DS had a stronger library of games than the 3DS did, despite the fantastic. Uh, well-received uh, remakes of classic games the 3DS had. Mm, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's just one of those things. Um, let's talk about our favorite games. Mm. I'm conscious for time because uh, okay. we did. We've actually skipped to the last point, which is why was one more successful than the other before we uh-huh. got our favorite games. So okay. We've done things in the wrong order, but that's not a bad thing. Let's talk about the the good. This is the good, the fun part, which is what are your what are your favorite games. Let's start with. Uh, Lady Hunu and, and what your favorite favorite game or games on the yeah. DS. Wait, I have it here. So I I okay. mentioned it earlier. Oh, Bravely Default. Nice. And I actually got the Japanese collector's edition. It's so big, it's not gonna fit. <laughs> okay. It won't even fit on the screen. <laughs> yeah. But wow. the reason why I got this Japanese version is because it had the little figurine of one of the characters. Oh. And the U.S. release uh, collector's edition didn't have that, so I, I I had to go to Yahoo Auctions Japan, <laughs> I'll look for a second hander for a good deal. And oh, what else? We're so shortchanged uh, here in the West for bonuses, wouldn't you say, guys? Uh, yeah, yeah. Greg, Mirage, uh, we're all so shortchanged for the little statues, for the little bonus items and things. Um, like that. Actually, we, we get a lot of that here in Europe, but we pay mm. more money. For okay, it. well then I guess I guess it's we, just here, me here in the US then. But we, we, we do pay, <laughs> to be honest, we do pay a lot more for video games here because mm. games are more expensive here in Europe because of tax and whatever. So what mm. developers do is they try to make special editions to make it. Ah, the offset it uses in Europe. Ah. So it's just me and Greg who are screwed over then. Okay, me what and Greg. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're screwed over because we pay more for our games. You get cheap games. You're lucky. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. so there we go. All right, Miss Messino. Uh, what was the other one you you, you did mention? I have uh, Kingdom Hearts oh, 3D. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it has the AR card function. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit challenging, too gimmicky for my taste, but mm-hmm. uh, story is okay. And then I did mention earlier that. Um, I only got into Fire Emblem during the 3DS era, so this one and uh, one of my holy grails, the the limited edition of Fates. I remember um, going on sick leave on work. (laughs) I said I was sick, but I actually went to the mall and lined up since they're only selling limited number of copies of this, so... That's well, how I got into Fire Who Emblem. hasn't done that, right? You know, calling sick and either work or school, and you know, we've got. Yeah, some exactly. To do. <laughs> Great. We have our little cute crossover. Oh yeah. Oh, the wow. Layton series and the Ace Attorney series. I hope mm-hmm. we can get uh, maybe a sequel or another spin-off like this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what else? Uh, of course, uh, I haven't really started with the Dragon Quest games, but. I, I, I told myself if I was gonna play Dragon Quest, I'm gonna start with eight because mm. I, I really I, heard, I really am curious I heard about that. Eight. One's a good accessible entry to get into. That and eleven are yeah, great yeah. accessible games. Mm. Yeah. I I do have a story about this. Mm. I bought this in 2011, and then I I just checked if the cart was working. Mm. So 
fast forward to uh, 2023. I'm sorry, I bought this 2021. Fast forward to this year, I was supposed to play this when I inserted a cart. I said, why am I seeing Dragon Quest 7 instead of 8 on the logo? <laughs> I was like, holy shit. The seller sent me the wrong cart. I was too busy concentrating on whether the cart is working or not to notice that it's DQ7, not DQ8. Um, fortunately, I came in contact again with the seller and he sent me the the DQ8 cart. So I, I have it here and he didn't ask for the 7 back. So I have one free cart. Imagine that's after two years. Mm-hmm. And he's still, he still didn't charge the other me. cartridge back. Yeah. No. That's in humanity restored. Yeah, and that is called cost of great customer service. Yeah. Right yeah, yeah. <laughs> free game out of it. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, um, another cute game, uh Fantasy Life. I'm mm, I'm really glad we're having a uh Maybe a sequel. I'm not really sure if it's a sequel, but a new game for the Switch. So mm. it's a very comfy game that you can play with friends and family. It's like an RPG or a, maybe Dungeons and Dragons. So so many classes. Mm. You get to fight monsters. You get to choose your jobs. So yeah, I guess that's for me. Since the rest are just more of the casual. Wait. Oh, lastly, uh, Lego City. <laughs> I love Lego games and this is this is so fun. This is so uh, addictive. I think it was released on a different console for the Nintendo previously and then they ported it to the 3DS. What, was it by Telltale Games or was it another studio? Uh, that that one in particular. No, I, it was a different studio. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, the, the thing the thing with the, the well, I was asking PT games. Maybe you're right. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the thing with the PC thing with the Telltale global. Lego games is that they always have a Python-like sense of her. So if you're playing a particular franchise uh, Lego game like Star Wars or Indiana Jones, you're in for a good few good giggles here and there. Mm. I mean, I've heard good things about them. I, I haven't played them for myself. I might have had a few on Steam. Super fun! It's like a kid-friendly Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> just set in the Lego world. <laughs> So, so those were your favorite games then, yes? Quite an interesting array you have. They're different to mine, but um, that's pretty. What about you, Sir Greg? What are your favorite games on the DS when you had it, or your 2DS? Yeah, I, I would have to go with three off the bat. I would have to go with Kid Icarus Uprising, which, Ooh. despite despite the control scheme that I had to that I was forced to work with, it's still a fantastic game. It's got a lot of great humor. It's a it's quite a visual spectacle for its time on the 3DS, and you know it's it's just all around fun rail shooter gameplay uh, with with a lot of laughs. And so I, I I seriously hope that that's that game will get a port on the Switch at some yeah, point. That one second one would be Shantae and the Pirates Curse. Um, I, I although I don't really think that would really count, but it, it that was where I got it from the eShop at the time. Rest in peace eShop, and I. Yeah, it, it's it's just a excellent Metroidvania all, all around, uh, despite, despite ha- being uh, deviant of, of its formula, uh, the the not the most deviant I should say, but yeah. And the third one I would still say Legend of Zelda: A Link Between Worlds. I think that's my top pick if you ever get a Nintendo 3DS because it is a great game, a great enhancement of the formula it was working off of, a fun game to explore. Anybody can get into the Zelda franchise so easily with that one. So a- after you play that one too, I recommend playing A Link to the Past right afterwards to see how exactly 
uh, did it uh, did the 3DS uh, successor uh, evolve the formula? Because it did so in, in a lot of ways that uh, like more ways than you would imagine Nintendo would do. And so, massive kudos. And I hope I hope that uh, these oh. these Zelda games uh, on the 3DS, this one and the and its two remakes, N64 remakes, uh, will get future ports on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, here's hoping. That's very, very good. Very interesting uh, collection you got there. I noticed know C- C- Seabert mentioned in the comment, nobody mentioned Castlevania on the 3DS yet. <laughs> I'll mention it now. It's called Lords of Shadow Mirror Fate. Okay, I played that game. I didn't enjoy it because it, it broke the sort of Metroidvania style of game, which I really like. It was a different game. It's part of the Lords of Shadow series. As we know, Lords oh. of Shadow was a PS3 game. I think that's the middle in the saga, because it's Lords of Shadow 2, just set in the middle of them. And um, I, I just didn't enjoy that style of game. I think there was a Batman Arkham game that was also in that style you know as well, which I didn't like. I but, s- hey. If we're on the subject of Seabird, I better bring this up too. There's a certain franchise we're all skipping here on the 3DS, and that's Kirby. I oh, mean, Kirby, I heard yeah. there are some really good games that came out on the 3DS with Planet Robobot and Triple Deluxe, if I remember right. And just recently, we got a we- uh, remake of a Kirby game on the Switch. So, hoping those two games on the 3DS get ported over to the Switch, too. I mean, if it can happen with the Wii Kirby game, then it most likely can happen with the 3DS game. I am just now getting into the Kirby franchise after playing Forgotten Land. Which is an excellent uh, platform. Very, very nice addition there. I mean, Kirby is like something on the back of my mind. It's not exactly a, a series that's my go-to, but I can understand there's so many people who love Kirby. And those six main pillars of, of Solid, that, like, as a franchise of theirs, their IP that people love. So, very, very good mention there. Um, what about yourself, Sir Joel? What's your favorite top three for your Nintendo DS or your top top three games that you enjoy? Mm, all right. Uh, I guess. Uh, well. I, you, you actually put me in quite a quite a spot, Raj, because I had Sorry. to go. No, 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 not not really, not really an issue. I had to go downstairs to the basement to to haul my my entire holy shit collection right there. <laughs> more than me. There you go. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. You, you, you I can't have my Holy shit. Silent but deadly, man. What should I say? Man, I want to see all of those. (laughs) A lot of stuff here, like something for JDM, the Metal Gear. Metal Gear Solid 3D, yeah. Uh, So much for going to overtime. Yeah, okay. There we go. We allow it. We will allow it. Another another <laughs> problem with me getting old is that you tend to buy the same game twice sometimes. Oh my god! It, you know? Wow! It's like you forgot oh, you had the game. Oh god! Or you, you know, like you know, no, no, that's fine because Sir Joel was the seller <laughs> to like miss. That. And you know. <laughs> um, of course, uh, games that have come out on the Switch recently that originally came on 3DS. I should turn this off. I should turn off the light for a moment. The Rune Factory series, things like that. So Ooh. it's you. They put me on quite a spot, actually, um, Viraj, because of the fact that you. Uh, the criterion is our favorite 3DS games. In my case, one of my. It's sad to say that the one 3DS game that I really, really wish that I had on physical, but I cannot for the life of me find here in the United States, is a game called Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix. Uh, or uh, in in Europe, it's called Rhythm Paradise Mega Mix. And it's a it's like the the compilation of a lot of the very best of the Rhythm Heaven series. And I was only ever able to get it on on 3DS digitally here in the United States. They never came out with a physical cartridge uh it's a mix of mini games where you kind of progress every single every single stage trying to do all of these fun 
activities that that you really uh, that you really have. There you go, Miss Miss Miss. You oh, know, so it's showing like... her DS version of it. So, so it's basically yes. like WarioWare, basically. Yes, it's my. It's a lot like WarioWare, except for the fact that this re- the concentration on this is really the variety of different kinds of of, of mini games that, that you get into. Your your mission is to get this one guy who fell down from the heaven realm back to heaven by beating all of these little little uh, rhythm games that will uh, that will allow him to progress little by little going back up to the heaven realm and it gets harder and harder and harder but the 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 music is addictive the action is tons of fun there are even times when I just put on when I go to uh, YouTube and just run uh, the soundtrack of certain games this one being one of them uh, rhythm heaven mega mix or uh, katamari damasi which you know yeah. uh, does does show up on on PlayStation. Uh, the other series that I can say would be uh, my favorites would probably be this one is a little special to me because this is this is one of the up and comers that came up that tried to take on Pokemon but never really got traction here and then it's in the United States. I hear it's actually pretty big in Japan but not here in not here in the West. Uh, it's called uh, the Yokai Watch series. Yeah. There you go. Uh, if if you can uh, bring it up to the center uh the yokai watch series uh yokai wa- watch one uh two there you go yokai watch two uh, and those are pretty expensive now mm, it's gotten to the point that no, these are so yokai rare watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah sorry what was that uh, uh what was that greg I'm trying to remember. Was that a Pokemon series that was? Yes, precisely. It, it tried okay. to take on the Pokemon. It's like a monster. I mean, I've heard about game. the series. I just I, the only thing the only thing I've heard about it actually was the anime spinoff. Yes, the that anime, was basically it. The anime, and then the the final one is Yokai Watch Three, which. Uh, Interestingly enough, I had to check on eBay, and this is going for about 500 bucks now. So, what can I say? 500 US dollars for something like this? I just got this off of somebody who got tired. Even made by Level Five, that really looks good. Mm. Level Five makes such cute games. Level Five is a yeah. Nino Kuni is quite a spectacle. Yes, Nino Kuni. Great, uh, great reference, Greg. Nino Kuni, and um, this is something that uh, Viraj would probably appreciate, though. Uh, this one is the Sega 3D Classics Collection. Uh, I know Viraj is a huge Sega guy. Sure. I got this for Very one good. game in particular, Galaxy Force. I Galaxy have Force 2. Excellent yeah. memories of Galaxy Force 2. Went going game. into the Glico's arcade here in the Philippines, uh, sitting in that giant ass uh, arcade machine that actually simulated you sitting down in uh, in a in a spaceship and kind of moving around and everything along with the game itself. So this one has that which, Galaxy um, Force. Which 2. edition is that? Can I have a look at the box? Sure. Is it the PAL version? There was, uh, is there a PAL version? I'm not That's sure the, if there was a PAL version. No, I, I think that was the front cover in the US version. I remember seeing in stores mm, too. The problem, the problem we had, and this is, I just want to put this out there, and I, I mm, mentioned this point. The problem mm. with the 3DS is it was region locked. The DS ah, yes, wasn't. That's another thing. And yeah. I hated, and I wanted this game, but mm. I, I, at the time there was like I had to buy like a, a, an American 3DS to, ah. just to play it. I thought, mm. what is this? I was outraged. <laughs> I think that's another reason that that turned me off buying it. So mm. on my on my DS, you saw that there was a lot of imports that I had. Yes. Mm. On my on my on my 3DS, I couldn't import anything, and that also affected it. 
Mm. I felt. I mean, I'm now now there's a workaround, so I can actually play that game. Well, there you go. The, the, I mean, it's a no, good thing region lock doesn't time, exist anymore, right? Yes, region lock well, doesn't exist at, on the Switch well, either. Yeah, that's good. Well, at, at the time, you know, for that, that's one of the things I, I really didn't like about the Switch was it was region locked, and that mm. really turned me off because I couldn't play this game. But now there's a workaround this, and they've, they've obviously done things around to play these games for us in the PAL. It's just like, why did they do that? And I know why. It's because they wanted to. <laughs> They wanted to avoid, you know how I mentioned that point about how we pay a lot more for video games when we get special mm. and how yeah. you get cheaper games? It's because of price discrimination. That's the reason uh, they region locked well, it. And I, I can understand why Nintendo of America wanted to just lock their games to the American base and why Nintendo yeah. Europe, or Nintendo Europe just wanted to keep it for the European people buying the European stuff. Mm. I think it was just, I think that's a bit, it's like DVDs and Blu-rays, they have their regions. But Precisely, I get why they do yeah. it. But I, I tell you what, that's Sorry. one thing that I, I didn't like. And with the Switch, it's not region locked, so big deal, but mm. I think that was uh, that goes back to like uh, uh, the last point I want to make about like why the 3DS wasn't well. What, what sort of why my library is, is more anemic compared to my DS library? Mm. So it was a lot of stuff I wanted was restricted because of the oh, region yeah. I was in. All anyway, right, go so on, go on. yeah, the other ones that uh, I'll just make this quick. Um, Joe would appreciate this one. Shin Megami Tensei: Strange Journey Redo. Mm. Um, uh, it, it's a, it's a mix of uh, uh, the usual monster hunting, demon hunting slash. Uh, the first person dungeon crawling aspect i played it originally on the ds um but they did a redo version on the 3ds uh with uh was that was that a that's a no relation to the persona series right it the persona series is actually the spin-off to the smt oh yes i gotcha i guess yes precisely the persona series people view the persona series as the main series and the shin megami tensei series as the the side yeah it's absolutely the other way around the smt series is the main series and persona i gotcha Funnily enough, is like you know, it's like like the side quest series. Yeah, now I'm going Gamma to Tensei. It was released around uh, the 80s, right? Mm, uh, was it the 80s? I don't recall. I remember playing the very first SMT uh, on PS1. As uh, yeah, as that uh, I completely forgot what it was titled, but but it, I think it was also Persona. So that was when I first encountered it. Now I'm going to steal from two of my co-panelists here because I know they were planning on featuring these games. But I but I have to say that these are some of my some of my, some of the ones that I really am interested in playing in the near future. One of them is uh, Ever Oasis from uh, which is uh, by um, Miss Miss Eileen Tadea of of uh, which we call this uh, of our. Timeless Gamer podcast panels. Who couldn't be here, sadly? Uh, this was the game that she was going to be featuring. I haven't played it myself, but I am very much interested in it because if it is anything like what Miss Miss Hino says about Fantasy Life, I would definitely enjoy this because Fantasy Life I enjoyed tremendously, and uh, I, I even went so far as to play the mobile game of Fantasy Life. I think Fantasy Life came out with a mobile version, but it's, it has it's not exactly the same game as the one that is on 3DS. But it's good enough. You you can grind your character. You have different uh, lifestyles and different uh, job classes and everything. So Ever Oasis, if it's anything at all like Fantasy Life, I think I'm gonna enjoy it. And the last one I'm going to steal from Joe because I, I remember <laughs> I know that he's going to feature this, but he's uh, I'm going to preempt him. Uh, Raiden Historia, uh, perfect chronology. Ooh. Uh, on the 3DS because this Whoa. one, if I remember correctly, came out in the DS as well, and I played that, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, the, the time jumping aspect. Oh, there you go, uh, Miss Miss Hino is showing the DS version. That was a lot of fun. 
um, Greg is going to uh, no no sorry uh, uh, Dan is going to point out that uh, almost anything time jumping related is going to be better than Chrono Trigger War okay uh, we're going to be causing a war here <laughs> but yes uh, we're going to be causing a war in the comments now but yeah generally Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology uh, I I am going looking forward to replaying this in the format eventually in the in the future because i um everybody's whittling down their backlogs and uh, if i get to it before before my kid tosses me into the old folks home even better there you go <laughs> <laughs> all right back to you Viraj. me the controller here exactly yeah. <laughs> when, I get, when i get to the old folks home I'm, i bet you i am going to start a gaming league i'm going to start the old man gaming league in in the old folks home there you go i'm mm. begging you nurse let me yeah. play i've got to beat them i, I remember when this first came out okay great <laughs> what am I to say? I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely amazed at what you've had to say, Sir Joel. Because, like, I thought, I thought, I, I had the DS. I had four different, like, I had four different consoles of it. Mm. Uh, but I had, and uh, compared to you, you guys, you had like the games. You had more games than me. <laughs> uh, so I'm like a bit embarrassed as well, thinking, like, nah. oh, man. Uh, no, but, you're, no, but you're at the, the same captain. time. You're the captain of the topic, so you. But no, but it's cr- no, but no, but I'm, I'm, I, you know, you have my great respect because you have such a nice collection of games. You have, su- you have games that I think I didn't even know existed. You know, mm. I'm, I'm fascinated <laughs> by half your collections. But I'm aware of, I'm aware of them as they were coming out at the time. But the thing with the D, the 3DS for me was I was so engrossed with the content I had, not just with the 3DS, but its predecessor, the three, the DS. I was, I, as you saw, I had so many, I had just so much fun to play with. Um, it's like the hunger for me to buy more 3DS games. Obviously, I made a point about that Sega 3D thing that you had. I wanted that game. I wanted that <laughs> game, but they, they didn't launch it in my region. So that was, there was that issue. Obviously, there's, there's another way I can play it now. Mm-hmm. But there are... Black Magic, Black Magic. But there, 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 are, yeah. there are other ways you can... There are Sailing the high ways. seas, as I, as I call yeah. it. Sailing the high seas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, listen, the DS is not... Be, no, the 3DS is no longer supported, so I don't yes, feel it's not, yeah. it's not like... I'm not... It's, it's like... Um, anyway, I don't want to talk about it anymore. But the fact of the matter yeah. is... That there was a, a limitation there, but what I loved about the 3DS, I think the reason it stayed relevant and why it did even outsold, it outsold the PSD Vita, that was a competition it had. And the reason it did that is because, and I, I strongly believe this, because of the backwards compatibility aspect of a 3 made it so much worthwhile. So many people I knew when I was working in the shop that I was at, traded in their old DSs for the 3DS because they mm-hmm. couldn't afford the newer console. And it, it subsidized the cost of it a lot. So you know, people like me who like to collect, I'll just buy it for mm-hmm. Some people were just casual and trust. It made it affordable to that extent, and you can still use your existing library. And there was so much cheap, and I use the terms cheap content on the DS still lying behind us. That was like your entry level games, and there were so many great cheap games behind us. There wasn't an incentive necessarily to buy the new three as well. And I, I, like I mentioned, during the pandemic, I bought Aliens Infestation, a game that I brought up on the DS, and that was a late release for my 3DS just to play something that was a Metroidvania game. This is one for you, Sir Greg, because you mentioned how you like the Shantae series, the Metroidvania um, Way Forward, who are responsible for the Shantae series, they made that Aliens Infestation game that, that um, Sega published. That might be right up your street, my friend. So give that Aliens oh. Infestation a go. It's mm. definitely on your radar. Yeah. I think you'll love that game too. If, and it's if you love the Aliens movie. But um, 
yeah, I think, you know, to, to conclude, you know, on, on my point on this, like, my, my, oh, sorry, to conclude, I have to still mention my favorite gears, don't I? Mm. Well, they well, actually share with Sir Greg, you know, I share one with him, which is Kid Icarus Uprising. It is an amazing game, but it's just the controls are just, oh, they're just awkward. But if they could just, if they could just port on the Switch, it would be so amazing. That's what I'll say with, with Kid Icarus. Like, it, it just needs a bit of changing with the control mechanism. But as a brawler, as a rail shooter, the, the comedy in the game, the, the, the content, <laughs> the graphics are amazing. I love the way the game, but I just love it as an experience. That's what I'll say about Kid Icarus Rising. Yeah. There's just something, um, there's so much love poured into that game because Kid Icarus has had no love until this game came. And it's yeah. a shame that it's not a relevant Nintendo IP that's at the forefront anymore. In the same way, Star Fox is, is, is a tech demo. So I'd love to see that again. So that's actually one of my favorite games. The other two, um, the other two, it's, it's a Zelda game, but not the same one as so Greg mentioned. It's actually Ocarina of Time in 3. And that's because that's the because I didn't own an N64 when it came out. I got it later on. But because I got an N64 later on, the 3D was jarring on that. The graphics were a bit jarring. The 3D on the on the, on the 3DS version was clean. The water transparencies were lovely. And you know the point you made, so Greg, and uh, I totally agree with you. It's something that I, I totally left my head about. It's not just the 3D you were buying. The, the graphics were better. The yeah. graphics were actually better. And that's something that was overlooked, sadly. But the graphics yeah. were Ocarina of Time in 3D. Are, are amazing and I could play that game again and again and I, I, that's actually my favorite adventure game on the three years. It's a port of an old game. That's the crazy thing. It's an old game, but I really enjoyed that game. It's for, it's old for new and people say it's more money for old rope. Well, this old rope had a lovely look of paint to it. I'll tell you that now. And it made me want to play a game that I, I, I didn't really get what the hype was about at the time with Ocarina of Time. Yeah. My, friend, my friend Sir Dan, who we know doesn't like, famously doesn't like Ocarina of Time. But I really did like that game. And and the 3DS made me yeah, like me that too. game in the way that it played. So I will say that for that, that's my second game that I like. You know, and I, I want to say Star Fox 64 3D as well, because that's that actually comes in the same same boat as that, because that looks amazing on the not just the 3D, <laughs> even if you play it in TV mode, that's an amazing game on the 3DS. The way it plays, the speed of it, of that aircraft, is just it's just so immersive the way that it plays. The N64 could not replicate that. It's actually yeah. a port worth playing. So I'd say those two, but obviously, you know, my, my, my favorite, obviously, I'm, I'm gold at this, Maricol. I love that game. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, you so mentioned the, top, the Star Fox game. It kind of makes me want an F Zero 3DS game now. Right. Just I imagine mean, how clean yeah. that the graphics would look like, in that. <laughs> even, even on the DS, there was no F Zero game. So it's like Nintendo didn't sort of translate yeah. their, it's, their it's, it's one, like it's one of their most neglected franchises. I should say. But then, Greg, if you really want a Star Fox game, you should check out uh, Starlink Battle for Atlas on the Switch. Uh, I've heard about that. I I I didn't know if it was just... uh, I, I, I didn't. I thought, I thought it was it. more of an RTS. Like, yes, it's it's uh, it's actually it's uh, some people actually say that it's a very decent Star Fox game because the okay. Switch version has Star Fox in it yeah, as yeah. a main character, as a as a playable character, and uh, it does have that uh, you know uh, using the all the characters, all flying the ships and everything, and going open world and and all of that. It's um, it's a it's a pretty decent game. So yeah. uh, if you're interested in Star Fox on the modern era. And Starlink yeah. for Atlas. Um, I'm also looking forward to when Exodiac comes out on Steam. Oh yeah, got to check that out. It's just mm. it's just a bit, it's um. just early access right now as we speak. I've been trying. I was trying it out some time ago and just had a recent update. I, I got to look back because they added a few. But yeah, I mean, I, um, get, I mean, one of the, one of the few points, if I could inter- interject, Viraj, because you mentioned mm. backwards compatibility. Mm. That that's a feature that everybody seems to be facing out these days or wants to phase out, mm. you know, because they want to make more money with the current consoles that we have. We saw it firsthand 
uh, with the PlayStation 3. Because when it fir- when that first came out, it was still com- backwards compatible with the PS2 and PS1. Yes. But then, so- but then after about a year or so, if I remember mm. right, they decided, you know what, we're axing that because we need our PS3 games to sell. Only, only for you Americans. Yeah. Only for you Americans. Our PS3 is in the Europe America region. We never America had the was still, still one of the bigger Oh, really? Mm. No, we never had the emotion chip. It was emulation. It was emulation backwards compatibility. So we only had like yeah. 100 PS2 so, titles. Well, 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 what I'm saying is all yeah. these corporations that are not in relation to, P- to the P market uh, mm. that are working on their consoles. I mean, there's still there's still the Xbox that our, our recent series consoles are still keeping uh, their Xbox games backwards compatible, both physical mm. and digital. And I praise mm. that to high heavens that they're still oh. doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, but Sony has just just never has never uh well I, I, has I never had I any good how, regard i don't know how to say it they just sony me sony yeah with their sony has yeah, practices yes yeah, sony has never had really good regard for its um for its consumer base and yeah for the for the prior for the prior purchases of its i think products. i think, I think nintendo that's, that's, to a certain not as big of an extent but they they can nintendo can still tick people off in that regard too even mm. though they've made wow. you know they've made really good remasters over the There's, years they 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 have a they have a fair market with the NSO, the the, the mm. those uh those virtual those lives uh what do you call it those virtual console style yeah, uh that's correct. You, you, you pay, you basically you're paying a service. It's like streaming games. That's basically mm, yeah, precisely. yeah. You're renting the games. Like, yeah, but it's like again, where's the virtual console? Where's the, where's ah. the e-shop? They don't want you to. They don't want you yeah, to do exactly. that anymore. They don't exactly. want to own the game. They want you to just rent it, and that's more lucrative. It, yeah. for them. and they're, they're both as anti-consumerist as each other now. Yeah, it's all about the money. We want the money. Yeah, um, exactly. Though I'd say I'd say Sony is arguably worse in that regard than Nintendo. Mm, but well, mm, well that's up to debate. Mm-hmm. I mean, the PS5 is backwards compatible with the PS4, and that's because Sony want to keep that fan base alive. So far, well, so, so far, far. <laughs> so far. Uh, will, will Nintendo do that with a Nintendo so Switch's successor? Yeah. It would be suicide if they do. Uh, Krispy Kreme donuts. They'll cut that feature out in a year or so. <laughs> <laughs> one, one more feature. One more feature. I forgot to mention about this. It just this is just how gimmicky it was. Now mm. I have this game. It just I just it just reminded me this particular Metroid game. Now um, I remember it because when it came out, there's lots of promotion. Um, it had Amiibo support, didn't it? The 3DS. We forgot to mention that. So you can buy an Amiibo. So you buy the Zero Suit Samus Amiibo. Put it onto your new 3DS because the new 3DS had Amiibo built in. You had to actually buy an extension for the old one, and you could actually hit, like play Metro Zero Suit Samus in this game if you had that amiibo so again that's another way of them making money for a bit of plastic and a bit of a <laughs> technology to let you play as samus in zero suit you know that means that the that zero suit samus was already in there you just had to unlock it. I, I think it was either the, it was either the fusion suit or the zero suit you, you can't deal with there's other ways you can you know but mm. anyway black magic magic but yeah we black did, magic but, but, but there's <laughs> But it's interesting how they did that with the whole Amiibo thing. And people did buy these Amiibos and they made Mm-mm. loads of money on it. And it's like, it's Are just Amiibos a piece of plastic. Are compatible with the Switch? Yes. So that's why they're still selling right now. Wii mm. 3DS and Switch are what they were compatible with. And, and with the new 3DS, the, the, the Amiibo thing was built into it. You just touch it. There. So it's it's really interesting how Nintendo built a whole bunch of accessories, which some of them are so obscure. I'm sure I haven't even mentioned half of them. For them. They're so obscure, not all of us sort of remembered them. Even their AR feature used or utilized. There were so many innovations for this device that would fully reach their potential. And even towards the end, as I mentioned with BioWare Gold, it didn't even have any 3D on it. It's like, well, mm. <laughs> it's like Nintendo didn't just thought, you know, this would make a 2DS game on a 3DS and, and use its features. <laughs> so I suppose 
it, it you know on the, on paper it was a good idea and the 3d boom as you mentioned sir joel was was, mm. was taken off then and i love 3d i know i know some people don't but mm. i love 3d I, as long as it works fine and it's not flickering because yeah. there are some flicker problems with the earlier um stereoscopic active 3d tip the samsung but mm -hmm. in time that the 3d got a lot better and the new passive is better and they improved the 3d on the 3ds so credit to nintendo oh. for that okay. but ultimately i think look ultimately i think the 3ds is as a piece of hardware is their greatest handheld that they have made in terms of what mm. you can do it's <laughs> just what stifled it in my opinion from what i witnessed working in the shop at the time and even after the fact that you know there, there was a other ways you could play games on the go your mobile gaming was taking off there's other ways you can play. Why am I paying such an expensive spike price for this? Again, there was, I don't even say the PSPV is even something to mention, but why not? It's a bit of competition. The phone became a, a very popular thing for it. Again, Nintendo had a problems with their Wii U. Um, it didn't, it was a failure to launch takeoff. 10 million units worldwide. I love the Wii U, but it just didn't do it for them. They had to take the resources for people who were developing games with the 3DS for the Wii U, and they were splitting their resources and they were really clutching at, at scores. And even though the 3DS was making their money, they had to think, out of the box and in 2017 you have the switch and and the rest is cool all reasons for one hybrid and that works for everyone and that was actually probably the right some would say that the wii u died for the switch so that the switch could I, walk. Well, for, mm. for, for me the wii u is a kickstarter for a switch yeah, yeah. i was one of those kickstarter people i paid 370 pounds for my wii u Re oh wow well, yeah it's so okay on release, I bought the, the most expensive variant. Dang, okay. Well, yeah, yeah Miss Miss Hino does make a good point. The the Switch is essentially what what the Wii U should have been, but I guess um, the, the, the prototyping is, is something something that that people that Nintendo tends to do in the market, but uh, or iterations, shall we say? Mm -hmm. Like you move it one step further anyway um but but to conclude because we're, we're coming mm. up to the end now um mm. you know my, my final thoughts on the 3ds mm. i i absolutely loved it as a piece of hardware on release um i think it's a really good handheld in spite of all its flaws yeah and it did have its flaws the first edition it has for sure the new if you're gonna if you're in the market for a 3ds get the new one get the new one if it makes sense mm. and you can always if you're worried about the 3d the new one's actually a lot more easy mm. in the eyes try it before you buy and and yeah, it's, it's it's a lot bigger now. The new 3DS. This is not the XL version. This is actually quite comfortable, even though it's not an XL version. Uh, the battery life is better on the new 3DS. Um, it's got all the features that it should have had on release. To be fair, again, you can change the face plates on them if you're into that. Obviously, I, I keep my. It doesn't need oh, yeah. to change. I did actually have a Mario. Actually, yeah, it came with Mario face plates with it in the box, but I don't. I like the. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's. I think it's a, it's a lovely unit, and it has a lovely library. And if you if you if there's not enough 3ds games on there, there's so many awesome DS games you can play on this. And again, it's a really good portable handheld that is actually portable. I find the Switch to be a bit too big, so it stays in its dock, and I use it as a console, a home console. And um, I actually don't like the control, the Joy Cons on the Switch, because like like yourself, so Greg, even though my hands aren't as thick as yours, they're quite wide. So I, I use a Pro controller for my Switch, but this thing that the new 3ds and the XL. This is the best way, the best best way to game on the go, in my opinion. Still in 2023, and you know you can turn the 3D off. It's got a nice 10-hour well, battery life if you really stretch it, um, but it's still long enough for you to get enough hours of gaming to go. It has such a huge variety of um, software on there, including 3DS and DS, and if you want to use Black Magic things. Like that. Um, but uh, that's a, that's another thing. But it's, it's the best console for Black Magic as well. Okay, I'm just saying. All right. 
Not that I'm Lord Voldemort or anything. But, oh no, no. Mm-mm. But I, I, I think that this, <laughs> but collecting for it, unlike the unlike the advance, it's still quite cheap. Yes, there are some games that are very expensive for it. I accept that, and that's what yeah, Black Magic. That's what Black Magic is for. But there are a lot of great games out there that are cheap. Like the, the games that I have, Mario Kart Seven, Star Fox sixty four three D, Zelda: Queen of Time three. You can get them quite cheap. So actually, if you want something really cool to play on the go and you haven't played these games yet, and I've mentioned some old games, Mario 3D Land and stuff like that, there's so yeah. many on them that, that sold in bucket loads that are cheap. So if you're looking for a, a console that you can get, well, I think these are quite ex- The console itself is expensive, but the games on it are, for, are quite a few. So that's what I will say to conclude. But what are your thoughts, guys? What do you have to conclude? What do you have to say? Let's start with you, Sir Greg, because I know you've got lots of surprises. Yeah. So um, as I mentioned, the 3DS did have a lunch launch rough launch when it first came out uh, back during the start of the 3 craze and I always found its history to be pretty fascinating from its rough launch to its massive rise to the steady decline it had when the when stuff like the Nintendo Switch started to make their rounds but and as we speak this could the 3DS could very well be Nintendo's final held handheld console a true uh, truly handheld console uh, as they're making their focus on the Switch and the supposedly upcoming Switch 2. And if this truly does end up being their final uh, handheld console, I'd say it's a pretty good one to go out on to end the era. So uh, even though I consider the DS and, Game, and especially Game Boy Advance to be more superior handheld consoles, the 3DS still had a good run. And it, 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 it'd be nice to raise a glass here and salute uh, for just for, just for the fact that it ended the handheld era of Nintendo on a pretty good note. Ooh. That's all I gotta say. Also, okay. by Link Between Worlds, that's my top pick for the three. Okay. <laughs> all right. What about you, Lady uh, Lady Heat? What do you have to say? Your final thoughts on the 3D? Well, I guess for those who are still on the fence, if it's worth it to get a 3DS in 2023, I say that. Um, yeah, it's, it, you can still get a 3DS and enjoy the very vast um, catalog of games it has to offer, as well as the backwards compatibility. So, how many games is that? That's the DS and the 3DS combined. So many genres, so many classics, and thousands. Um, yeah, and d- don't forget, just hold, hold well, on to your regular yeah. DS. If you want to play the GBA stuff, of course. That's yeah. backwards. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You can't really experience the dual screen um, gimmick in any other console, so you're gonna see um, some a lot of very innovative gameplay wherein they utilize both of the screens. So yeah, I think it's something that people should experience for the, uh, if if they're able to. And uh, what about you? So, so what about you, Sir so, so Joe? What do you? What do you... Well, um, in my case, the 3DS. Uh, get it particularly for the kinds of games that you would not experience otherwise 3d wise um for um in other in other avenues like the switch or the ds uh particular games uh do have certain games really will pop out i'm absolutely sure for you and as viraj did say there the the gameplay the 3d gameplay will be extremely important for those um the bargain hunter in me says Go to the retro game conventions. Go to the uh, uh, to the to the yard sales. Don't don't uh, worry about um, about the, the the cost so much as it is. People do sell off their VBSs because of the fact that they, they want to hop on the next big thing. Find yourself a good priced machine. Play it. 
fine. Uh, it's close. The games are close enough to the obsolescence of the hardware for them to be cheap enough for you to still snatch up for for a good price right now. Uh, it, the, the 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 gameflation hasn't hit it yet the same way that it has other games like the like the Game Boy Advance games or the uh, or the um or the uh, Super NES games and everything. So they're still close enough, to having been phased out for you to get them for cheap. So it's still a good way to experience a slice of gaming history. Uh, the, the 3DS is quality hardware. It's got quality games. So if and of course they have a ton of good software for the kiddos too. So if you are looking for something for the kids to play, not just you but also your kids to have shared experiences with, 3DS slash 2DS is a good buy. So that's my take on it. Fantastic, fantastic. And what about you, Sir Joe? What do you have to say? Oh no, uh, before uh, before me, uh, how about uh, how about Sir JDM? I don't think he um. He was yeah, able to share his. Uh, I know. I was, I was going to get to him. Yeah. I was looking at the, fa- the faces in order. No, faces. that's fine. Oh, let's do this. Let's do it, sir. JDM. Let's see what you have mm. to say, my man. JDM got is a time. Man of, Go ahead. JDM yeah. is a man of few words, but the words that the few words that he says are are very strong. Very, <laughs> very profound. Very profound. Let's do this. Let's do very this. Very profound. For the 3DS, I only got a 3DS because. Um, my brother brother-in-law gave it to uh this original oh, that, that uh, this that's, one, but... that's a good one yeah <laughs> that's gonna so hurt my hands for sure the... <laughs> yeah i i got big hands as well so mm. i i can understand and the only reason i got the 3ds is because of the pokemon games so mm. here so oh, i mostly okay. played what games are those oh, you have Pokemon X and Y. X and Y. There you go. And you have um, Pokemon Omega Ruby. The oh, other yeah. one is Alpha Sapphire. Mm-hmm. So this is the remake of the third generation Pokemon. And I have uh, Pokemon Moon and the like song? the uh, oh, Ultra, Ultra Moon. This oh. is like the upgraded version. I also have wow. the Pokemon Sun. Yeah. So I'm a Pokemon guy. So I. Oh, are Pokemon. you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you really? But most people are. Yeah. I mean, let's yeah. not forget, Pokemon is all Nintendo really have to make for their handhelds, and they're done. You know, the oh. amount of Pokemon that sells for their handhelds. I know we've we've avoided talking about Pokemon. It's probably the most popular selling game on the 3DS. You know, we yeah. don't really play them, but no, good for you, JDM. You love Pokemon, mm. go for it. So. I actually learned a lot of games in this episode, so maybe mm. I will try the um, the no. Fire Emblem Metal. games. The yeah. yeah, there's the Metal Gear Solid. I was gonna say Metal Gear Solid 3D. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, but I don't think I'm going to like that one because I already have this. Oh, yeah. I have the, the, yeah. the yes. HD version here, so why would I get the 3DS? But maybe if I some... get the copy. There you go. You might yeah, like the pop-out yeah. graphics. Yeah. It's actually good. It's yeah. actually a good port, the 3D version of Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. The 3DS. I've seen it played, but um, I agree. I think Metal Gear Solid is a game that looks good on the big screen. I'll mm-hmm. say that much for yeah. it. So you have that as well. You want that cinematic immersion. Um, not saying that the 3D isn't bad on these sort of games, but a, there's a limit. Yeah. So you have that. All right, thank you very much, JDM. Unless there's anything else more you want to No? Nah, I think he's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. Oh, right. yeah. okay. oh, uh, we got um, a message here, from uh, a question here from, oh, Sir, okay. uh, from Master Jet. Mm. Have you guys played Harvest Moon Ooh. on the three? Yes. yes, Miss Hino was uh, showing off her her uh, Harvest Moon and Story of Seasons games. Uh, 
harvest again i i love farming games and it, it's it's one of the things that really there you go and of course the animal crossing series <laughs> yes uh, look i call it call it the uh, relaxing stress no, uh, genre uh, <laughs> uh, Master Jeff said, not have you played really... not so i am willing to give the rune factory series a chance that's supposed rune to have factory. a grounded story mm -hmm. uh, from what i've heard mm -hmm. i mean yes, are those factory's games good. worth picking up very much so very much so think of rune factory as 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 harvest moon and dungeon crawling combined ah yes very nice yes there you go all right down to you job um i'm not sure if i i'm supposed if we have the uh, if we have enough time for me to showcase the uh the game that i'm playing mm -hmm. uh my 3ds library guys is not as extravagant not as luxurious as the ones the we have me. here. You're probably the same as me, right? So, <laughs> These guys um, prop me in every aspect. These guys uh, are beating me, man. For, this is my, you know. for the sake of uh, for the sake of show and tell, which is mm. which is a tradition here in Timeless Gamer. Yes. Sure. Um, here in Australia, uh, 3DS games are hard to come by. Uh, the mentality here is whichever uh, whichever gaming system is on uh, is quite uh, is is most popular then they have the shelf space for it they don't really ah. carry the last gaming systems so right now it's just a switch xbox uh xbox xs and the ps5 uh, some ps4 stragglers still there 3ds not not as much so unless you find a few on uh facebook marketplace or ebay or amazon if you can if you're able to find uh you know uh, more available or affordable for that matter uh let, let's try um little battlers right here mm. uh little battlers X xc uh oh, little battlers experience there you go small <laughs> robots uh typical jr uh, kind of a jrpg slash uh with miniature robots mm. and then of course your xenoblade chronicles xenoblade, yeah mm. okay. uh you got your brave default one brave and two default. Big game, big games for the system. My brother loves that yeah. one, Bravely Default. Brave Default mm. 1 and 2, uh, which is the predecessor of Harvestella. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, art-wise. Yes. Uh, the port from the PS2 classic, Tales of Tell the Abyss. This. this. Um, oh, wow, okay. Okay. Um, um, I, a nice crossover. Like mm. A nice crossover from the... Uh, from uh, from Bandai, Namco, and Capcom. You got your Project X Zone 1 and 2. Um, JRPGs as well, JRPG crossover, kind of. I'm not sure if you can see that. Very nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That and that. Oh, maybe I should turn off that um, stupid light. Okay, there you go. And uh, you got your. Uh, this still. Uh, this one is still inside of plastic. Shin Megami Tensei, Double Summoner, Soul Hackers One. Hackers, yeah. Uh, I got the second <laughs> one uh, for the PS5. And then, uh, for some reason, I'm uh, I'm collecting this franchise, RPG Maker FES. Ah, oh, okay, mm, okay. Okay, so if you don't like your RPGs, then make your own. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's basically it. Yes, it's true. Yeah, Final that, Fantasy that definitely works better for an RPG troll uh, genre than uh, whatever WarioWare was. <laughs> uh, we also got Fire Emblem Warriors. Warriors, can't, yeah. Well, can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong with basically and Dynasty Warriors with Fire Dynasty Emblem Warriors, characters. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. Mm. We also got Persona Q: Shadow of the Labyrinth. Mm. Oh, very nice. <laughs> very nice. And we also got um, 
Looking at you, Sir Joel. Yokai Watch. Yeah. One. Nice. Yokai Watch two. Two. Yeah. Uh, Bunny Spirits. A mm-hmm. uh, Bunny Spirits. Mm-hmm. And yes. Yokai Yoka Watch two. Fleshy Souls. Yes. Which I got for less than twenty bucks each. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very good. Yokai and, Watch. Yokai uh, Watch two. Bony Flesh. Okay. Anyway. Now they're probably worth a king's ransom. <laughs> my, um, Pretty much. <laughs> my go-to games for the 3DS if I'm just bored or uh, I'm, mm. I'm, uh, I'm inside the train or waiting for uh, or waiting with a, uh, with a uh, with a long line ahead of me. Mm. Um, I'm very much of a fan of card games. So we got Yu-Gi-Oh, Zexel, okay, the World Bowl Carnival. And of course, we got the third installment of the Vanguard Card Fight series, mm. uh, Vanguard Card Fight G. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a, uh, this is just <laughs> Japanese. Uh, this is a Japanese game. Mm-hmm. And the one game that I'm currently playing for the 3DS just to prepare for this show, mm-hmm. Radiant Historia. Hey, yes. making another uh, making <laughs> another appearance right yes. there. Yes. So uh, I was so I was contemplating whether to get the 3DS copy. Mm. And I'm, Ah, uh, sure. I mean, um, I want Sir Joel to be proud of me. Being my, uh, my silent whisperer. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. So I got uh, the original uh, written Historia for the two, uh, for the DS, which is uh, still sealed in the plastic. And then your uh, standard edition, written Historia, perfect chronology. And I'm not sure if, if we have the time to... Uh, to show uh, to showcase my my first impressions of it. And well, we can, we can still talk about it a little bit, but um, let's see what else you got. Well, that's it, really. That's basically <laughs> it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing it. about the uh, like, I, like I mentioned, guys, my, my my collection is not as you know as luxurious Ex- as these guys. Well, 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 this is it. I mean, it's really interesting because with you, it's like. If I, I look at, I look at, I'm, I'm judging you people. I'm looking, at, <laughs> I'm looking at what you, I'm looking at, um, it's really interesting because it tells me a lot about what, how you game or what games you like. And a lot of, a lot of you are into your simulation RPG sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's a, yes. that's, a, that's a consistent genre that I see there. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, it's probably a really good game, but it's not something that I'm going like, to want to play on the go. And RPGs mm. are a game that I, I typically just like to sit and, and you need to play it, to get a big TV. Down. I have a big TV, I'll or, sit down. Or <laughs> Oh, I, I, if I you're grinding, sure. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I suppose if I'm because if I'm commuting to work, and when I bought this thing, I was commuting to work, mm. and the commute was like an hour. And then the worst thing about an RPG is when you put it down, like, oh, where was I again? I want to have a good mm. number of hours where I was That's at. True. So for me, I like the adventure platformer stuff. But RPGs for me will always be for a home console, and if I can sit down and have time for it. No, I'm not judging you guys. You guys love RPGs that much. You'll take it on the go with you guys. Oh like, yeah, guys, absolutely. You guys, yes. You guys are hardcore. Only when I grind. Only when I grind. You guys don't miss a bat, man. You, you guys make me. I'm a quiet boy compared to you guys. You guys well, you know, let's let's just say that RPGs have. Uh, have the best bang for buck in terms of like yeah, and you get a lot yeah. of game in there. Well, especially Metroidvanias that contain certain RPG aspects. Yeah. Mm, exactly. Say. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, the Castlevania ones are definitely got a lot of RPG aspects, and it's a shame that the 3DS never had. They had that Lords of Shadow Mirror Fate game, and it didn't sort of it didn't work because it had that DNA that mm. the the DS and the Game Boy Advance Castlevania games had, and they they tried to go more real time action. 
sort of mm. style with the, with the, with they're trying to emulate the PS well Lords of Shadow series and the console. I've always yeah. said that gaming is the most uh, cost efficient way of entertainment nowadays because of the fact mm. that it might be expensive uh, in, in for an initial outlay like you're paying 60 bucks for a brand right. new game, but if you get the game for close to 80 to 100 hours per game that's a lot of bang for buck we're talking about uh, if you factor the amount of cash that you're laying out for the number of hours that you're enjoying it compared to like let's say going to to the movies like a 20 dollar ticket will only net net you net you uh net you two hours worth of entertainment whereas uh 70 bucks will net you 100 that's that's pennies uh per, per hour there's a flip side to that coin because games mm. are the only media out there where you actually have to play them all the way through the end to really appreciate. Oh, well, that's true. If that's you, get, if, you get stuck on, if you get stuck on a game like my man, so Greg here, he got stuck on Mara 3D Land. I don't know why he went hard with. Well, I didn't get stuck. So it just wasn't. I'm, 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 my I'm, your, I'm being sarcastic, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, it did, it's, uh, yeah, that's the point, there, isn't it? If you find the game boring, it's like, why did I spend this money on a game that wasn't yeah. really good or that I didn't really get into? So there's something to be said about that. That's true. But, that's very true. But the Plus, fact that's a as a frugal spender too, we're mm -hmm. in this era now where you don't really have to spend sixty to seventy dollars to get a worthwhile mm -hmm. experience, even mm -hmm. if it's like twenty, thirty plus hours long. Mm -hmm. You know, very true. Well, and right. you know, like Guybrush Threepwood says in Monkey Island, uh, never pay more than twenty dollars for a computer game. You know, it's it's right. it's like. Right, right, right. Yeah, for uh, for for those of you who are who are unfamiliar with Guy Bershtripwood, he's the main protagonist of the of the uh, of the DOS. What was it, DOS? Uh, of the old PC game. Uh, oh, LucasArts. LucasArts. Yes. Anyway, uh, we got a message here from uh, Miss Eileen. Mm. Uh, still a good number of suggestions. No, 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 no. Compared to well, compared to these people, these, 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 these people. No. I had more oh. DS games. I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, there you go. Speaking but, of Miss Eileen, uh, yeah. she was able to bring us a quick recording of her let's, take of the DS. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's, uh, let's see what you got. Uh, so take it away, Miss Eileen. Hi, everyone. This is Anson Porter. Welcome to Timeless Gamer. And we're talking today about the Nintendo 3DS. It is a wonderful handheld system, and my first experience was in 2011 when my cousin asked me to help her out beat Kingdom Hearts bosses. Uh, well, there were technically just DS games, not 3DS, but that was my first experience of the handheld console. I enjoyed it a lot and decided to save up, so I bought one in around 2015, which was late in its lifespan. I own a 3DS XL, and it's a bigger console and bigger screen than the regular 3DS. It is better to hold for adults because it's bigger, yeah. What I have are a few games, considering Nintendo games are a bit expensive, even more so here in the Philippines relatively. I'm not sure if you can see the picture over there, um, but my games are just uh, Pokemon Alpha Sapphire, Moon, Donkey Kong Returns 3D, Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance, Mario & Luigi Dream Team, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, and Ever Oasis. I also have a couple of 3DS digital purchases like Resident Evil Revelations, Missionaries, Super Street Fighter 4 3D Edition, Iron Fall Invasion, Kirby's Blowout Dust, Sakura Samurai Art of the Sword, and Pushmoon. So moving on to my favorite games. First is Ever Oasis. So before the Nintendo eShop closed, I was looking up what games I should buy before hopefully uh, scalpers don't you know, increase the price of their sales. 
So while the eShop was still open, I tried to look up games I could buy. And I saw Ever Oasis as one of the recommendations. Fortunately, there was a demo version that I got to download before the eShop closed. I enjoyed it a lot, so I decided to buy a physical copy. It is an action RPG released in 2016 and developed by Grezzo. It is directed and produced by Koichi Ishii, creator of the Chocobo and Moogle, as well as the Mana series at Square Enix. It is an overlooked RPG as it was released near the end of 3DS's lifespan. So you play as the main character Tetsu or Tethi, and you create an oasis with the help of Esna, a water spirit. This is after the older brother of your main character is kidnapped and his oasis gets taken over by creatures taken over by chaos. So chaos is like an evil energy that is the opposite of the goods in this world. So you grow your oasis as visitors look up or look for refuge and become residents in your oasis. Then those residents build shops, you get supplies for them by foraging, mining, fighting monsters, etc. You explore the map and advance by solving puzzles with the help of your residents who have different skill sets that work on different areas. You can synthesize items and weapons. It has a nice story. The game is cute, but some might not get into it because of that. The game's rating is ESRB10+, and PEGI7, so the game is good for everyone. Um, it might not be for players looking for a real change though, but overall it's a very nice, feel-good gameplay. I would say that playing this game for a few hours, I found that there are good lessons for children, or uh, adults even, because there's a sense of community here. You are helpful and you're kind to people in need in this game, considering you are the chief of the Oasis. There is like a master greater achievement because um, in your oasis you have visitors and there are like penguin owl creatures called newts so you greet everyone if you like and this results in the master greater achievement. I actually find that really nice because as an adult in the working environment it's like a good feeling to greet your co-workers, no even if they are from different departments, it's your party, a good social, you know, social skill that you can learn here, then, party, and you can apply in real life, even as an adult. Bring um, and then also this game can use the 3D function, so that's a very quick overview of Ever Oasis and what I could say about it. My second game that I love on the 3DS is Pocket Card Jockey. It is a card-based game developed by Game Freak. Yes, Game Freak as in the makers of Pokemon. It was released in 2013 on the 3DS and it used to be available in iOS and Android but just in Japan. Unfortunately, it shut down in December 2015. So in this game, you are the jockey. The male jockey wants to one day take over his father's orange farm while the female jockey wants to one day get married and have kids. So you have a choice between the two. So the beginning of the story or the game is that the jockey loses their first round and gets trampled, uh, gets into an accident, leading to an angel descending on them to give them encouragement and teach them how to view horse racing as a game of solitaire. So, you know, that's kind of odd but creative. Uh, I cannot really describe it because the experience, you can only understand it if you have the experience of the game. So going to gameplay, you are playing solitaire actually. So you have to play like two to five times of solitaire rounds per race. Uh, depending on the track length. Along the way, you get power-ups that help you grow your horses and win races. Um, every perfect solitaire means that there is no stamina loss for your horse. 
Imperfect Solitaire means stamina loss, and that is a huge thing in this game. And if you lose a huge lot of stamina, then you can lose control of your horse, and it will be a definite loss. So, like every Oasis, I was looking for games to buy before the eShop closed, and this one is digital. This was recommended by many people online, and I really don't like card games, but review said the game is really good and addicting. True enough, it is addictive, and there's so much replayability. I think I enjoyed this game because, uh, speaking retro here, I played Solitaire a lot since the good old Windows 3.1. You know, the one with the fishes, the palm tree, the robot, only uh, people our age could remember, yeah, those old deck designs of the Windows 3.1 Solitaire. So in this game, the horses are cute with a variety of designs. Uh, horses retire gradually, so you send them to breed. And when your horses have grown so much because you've played good solitaire games, they can make strong offsprings. Sometimes the games are actually down to luck. And yeah, even if, if you are skilled in trying to solve the solitaire rounds, sometimes you just, uh, yeah, it's down to luck sometimes. Because you cannot choose your deck and your cards, of course. Uh, like, oh no, no, I mean not like, but in this game you cannot use a 3D function, fortunately, because this is a 2D game. Okay, so not sure why the 3DS wasn't as successful as the DS. Um, in my opinion, maybe the 3D function isn't everyone's cup of, cup of tea that they had to make a Nintendo 2DS later. I feel like, uh, or no, I think like looking at the 3D... Uh, games feels like you know those 3d pictures where you have to cross your eyes to look and see the hidden images the images it's not quite comfortable uh, it's a cool function because you can see depth in the game but I'm not sure maybe it can cause eye strain uh, personally I enjoyed the 3d function in a short span of time but long term I turn it off uh, but still it's nice to see the 3d function working when the games allow. Um, also, unlike its predecessor, the 3DS doesn't have the GBA, or Game Boy Advance backwards compatibility, because it doesn't have that slot. Also, the sound or the speaker is quite weaker than the DS2. I find it really annoying how the sound is too low, even if it's full volume. And I'm talking about the speaker. I don't want to use headphones or earphones when I'm playing at home. So, the weak speaker is a really not good for me and also there's the region coding which limits games one could play there are some japan only releases that makes it inaccessible to western players because of that so that's also another negative of the 3ds but overall i enjoyed and still enjoy the 3ds a lot so there uh thank you and hope you enjoy the rest of the episode back to the other panelists thanks for your time you know, this is the big problem. This is the big problem with having Miss Miss Eileen showcase the things that she's interested. <laughs> she and I are almost exactly the same when it comes to our interests. And when she showcased pocket, uh, what, what do you call that? Pocket card job. Pocket. I have to have it now. And but it, it dismayed me because of the fact that that it's only a digital game and it's all from 3ds wow, uh, from the yeah. 3ds eShop. So I'm SOL. Seven seats. Seven seats. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, as as, as Miss Miss Kina would say, uh, we have to sail the seven seats now. But but uh, that that's black magic. Job. Black magic. We call it black, black magic. magic. As Miss right. Eileen's show. Showcase- Brought up a good point, actually. 
about the the volume did you guys notice it that the volume yeah. for the 3ds is so low i'm not sure for the new 3ds how was it mirage mm-hmm. um oh, well look if you look at it like, I, i agree do you know what, i'll tell you what 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 ds had the best speakers the first ever one the mm-hmm. ds fat if you actually look at the size of that there's a proper speaker they put in there. Mm-hmm. and ever since after that it's like the sound quality of every incarnation on Nintendo's DS handheld. Um, and to me, it's been consistently weak with the first three. Um, I mean, you can look at them, or show, you can just see the speakers on all of them. Mm. I mean, maybe maybe the 3DS XL got five little dots. But yeah. You got five little but It's a small little speaker, mate. It's tinny. Mm. Um, and it doesn't matter how many dots there are in the holes. Like, that's the new, that's the XL new one. Mm. I mean, look, to be honest, the sound is just about passable, but it doesn't give you that bass or that, that power that the original DS had. I think they were just worried about conserving battery life of this year, and that's mm-hmm. why the battery life. Thought, and one thing I will say about Nintendo DS, the 3DS, the battery life has gotten better and better with incarnation. Mm-hmm. They all got earphone jacks too, so they if you have a really good off- headset, yeah. then yeah, you you, you 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 can't go wrong there. You can't mm-hmm. go wrong there, and I think that's where they were trying to promote it. But Nintendo, I think one one reason why they were always successful with their handhelds is they were they they were very good at conserving battery. Mm. That's, that's something that Big all thing. the yeah. That's something its competitors struggle to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at you, Sager, with your six battery game <laughs> game gear. I'm, I'm looking uh... at I'm looking at the older lot, but even even going with with the PlayStation Portable, mm. um, it, that was a, an okay. You got three hours on there, to be honest, and max at a pinch. But even then, like it's a it's a big screen, and, and and that sound does actually take up battery. But look, uh, you mm. know, the 3DS does offer. Uh, okay, yeah, the audio quality is good, but not as powerful as you'd like. You've got mm. headphones. You've got you can actually put portable speakers in there if you really wanted the sound to be powerful via three and a half mil jack if you really can. Mm. But look, it's a portable console. It's generally very good at what it does. Mm-hmm. I think for collecting, it's, it's actually a good machine. Um, I, mean, I think there are obviously very, very expensive games now. You've got to get that because it's obviously a, a has been, been obviously it's not been on the market for a while now. A lot of these collectors are buying up all these really, really get, good games and they're, they're so collectible and expensive now. So yes, you are going to have to pay a lot of money. However, we are living in a world with black magic. Yes, yeah, it, it's uh, sailing the seven seas. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, no, 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 no. I mean, uh, because I was looking at the comments here on, on our chats. Yeah, I, I, I just want to feature a couple of comments here yeah, in, the, in the chat. In the chats, one is uh, Jeff Sardalia of Tito Popa Gaming. Uh, he says, "This is what I'm waiting for in the showcase of games." Uh, he says, "I will buy the 3DS." Na ilinta niya like yung pocket jockey. He really likes, uh, yeah, pocket card jockey. Yeah. Miss, miss, miss. Today actually really hit it, hit, hit a homer with that one. I want yeah. that game. Boss Jeff wants that game. And uh, Miss Eileen says on the chats, super bummed I can't join live, but super thanks to Sir Joe for editing. And of course, uh, Juan, de, Juan Gerardo de Marcos, JDM says Santa Ana horse race simulator. <laughs> It's because one of the big, one of the big uh, horse racing arenas here in the Philippines is a place called Santa Ana, and he nailed that one. You're really because. I don't know. It's a little something with Filipinos that we kind of like our horse races. I don't know why. It's like in our subconscious somewhere. We love horse racing. We love boxing. We love the funniest little things. So that's <laughs> our Spanish invaders. I guess so. That's there's, true. there's like a similar game for just about oh, every true. topic, is there? I want that's one very for. Uh, mm. I want one for fail video simulators. Watching a, a teenage idiots just. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, that, uh, I think there was a TV show like that one time, right? Uh, I forgot. 
up what it's called. Um, Jackass. That's it. That's exactly yeah. it. There you go. And there, there, there was a game with it too. You might want to try oh that one. Oh my god! <laughs> it was a game. It was a game. Oh my god! Well, that's it. That that's it for the chats. Thank you very much, everybody. Very very happy with the chats. And uh, I guess uh, we'll just uh, bring it to Joe if he, if he can uh, take us home then. Uh, Joe. Uh, all right. All right. All right. There you go. Okay, uh, sorry for the absence. Um, father duties and all that. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, we are almost <laughs> we're almost forty five minutes in. Oh my god! Okay, so yeah. let's just head this home. Uh, I'll probably skip some of my um, uh, some of my showcase, but that's fine. Uh, we are we already got plenty of content just for the uh, just for uh, just for tonight because of all of our wonderful panelists right here. So let's just go. Um, let's continue on with the closing remarks with Sir JDM. Three mm-hmm. days closing remarks. Right. So I would like to thank the panelists here for uh, show for showing their collections and made me realize that I really need to spend or invest. Um, time and money for these 3DS games, so mm. I would be glad to start collecting starting tomorrow. I'm going to look at uh, marketplaces for games. And uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, Juan de Marcos of One Two Three Go. You can see me here uh, on Twitch. Uh, one two three go retro. I stream Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, uh, mostly in the afternoon. So, and join us next week as we do another episode, which is <laughs> um, we'll just have they just have to wait for the yes. There you <laughs> go. Is. All, all I will say is the, the writing's on the wall. We can see it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's right there. <laughs> <laughs> we can see it. Right on the wall. Um, how about Miss Hino? Where can they find you? Um, they can find me in Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I have a YouTube, but it's inactive right now. But um, it's here on my little what they call this <laughs> the. The, the thing here below my name so Hinoatora everything's Hinoatora so mm. it's pretty easy to find alright thank you for that Miss Hino and how about Sir Greg where can they find you uh, you can find me on Facebook. I am currently an admin of the Catholic Anime Geeks uh, group page. Come join us if you have. We have almost 900 members right now, and we're mm. hoping to reach it. I'm hoping it gets up to a thousand. And there's a lot. There's a there's a lot of great stuff to talk about there. So if you want to find me, you can jo- join us there. All right. That's thank it. you for that. Th- thank you so much for for this showing. I I've had a lot of fun this this go around. I mean, I, even though I don't own a 3DS anymore, you know, this th- this has been a far more lively, more fun uh, show than I had than the previous, even though... <laughs> Better fun talking about it than owning one. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, of course, I'm going to sh- share my experiences with it. But yeah, I, again, it's a console I've, I'm more fascinated with the history than the, than the <laughs> library itself. Right. Uh, how about Sir Joel? All right, so uh, yes, uh, this has been an, an excellent uh, episode. I apologize for my having come in late, but I I, I really enjoyed the time that I spent with uh, our panelists and our audience. Uh, you can uh, you can oh wait um the 3ds excellent machine excellent games. Uh, 
really definitely something to get, especially when you want to share uh, great experiences with the kiddos. You can find me at um, streaming at random times on kick.com under Banyaga Native, hashtag FUFB. Yeah, forget FB when it comes to streaming. You know, what, whatever, uh, whatever they decide to do with their screwy, with their screwy um, streaming services, right? they can just have it. But yeah, uh, we here we here at Timeless Gamer do our very best to educate and entertain, and we uh, hope everybody had a good time and understood the how things are, how things were, and how things might be going to be. back to you. All right, and where can we find your box of 3ds? <laughs> At the basement, you're, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get through our security system first. Okay, so, there you go. I mean, and how about the uh, how about the leader of the show? Uh, how, the leader of the show for tonight, guys, Serviraj. Oh, where can they find you? You can find me on the Sega Genesis group. I'm, I'm in so Dan's shadow actually, but. There's also a YouTube channel that we've started called the Sega Mega Masters. I know, a bit, bit weird, isn't it? I'm a Sega guy, and we're talking about a Nintendo system in this, wow. in this topic. But, <laughs> well, well, gamers, we're, but, we'll yeah, stay you, on anything. <laughs> if, you, if you search Sega Mega Masters on YouTube, you're bound to think. We, we, talk, about, we talk about Sega Mega Drive and uh, of all means, have a, have a look at me there. But um, thank you all for joining us. I hope you, this was as exciting for you as it was for all of us on the chat, talking about the, the DS and the three, well, predominantly 3DS. Um, and thanks for sticking with us. So, uh, so So for those of you guys who have uh, who for uh, who uh, who failed to catch that, so Serviraj and Sir Dan are among of the panelists of the Sega Mega Masters. It's another podcast that you can find in YouTube. And as of uh, and as of today, the latest episode that they did, they uh, they had an interview with Mr. Eric Wahlberg, who is a former producer and game designer back in the Sega. Not uh, during the not, 90s of the during the 90s 90, of Sega. From 1993 mm-hmm. onwards, he was actually a games tester, and then he became a producer. And he talks about his, his life and how he and what was going on there. It's very interesting interviews about very interesting interview for all of you uh, uh, console wars enthusiasts, uh, for all of you gaming history buffs out there uh, who just want to uh, who just want to know more about the inner workings of the console wars during the 90s. You know, at the perspective of the grunts. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. And uh, just to promote the show, uh, Thomas Gamer, uh, you can still catch our live, uh, our recorded live shows by going to Pinoy Retro Gaming Facebook page and Thomas Gamer PRG YouTube page. And for our audio, uh, our audio versions of the show, you can still go to all of your major um, audio streaming podcasts platforms i will not going to mention all of those it's very tasky to say so we'll just end the show with the usual our bodies and our games may grow out of date but our gaming experiences will forever remain hey timeless timeless bye guys again soon bye thank you prg